0: Insert something there. Stop laughing. I thought you were laughing. Sorry, my my periphery. Then you said I said insert something there. Sorry, I can't help it. I, I can't help <laughs> it. Sorry. Okay. and welcome to the trophy achievers podcast a show where we chat about our love for gaming and the trials and tribulations as well as the celebrations of our trophies and achievements in this month's show we'll see if sifu is kicking tom's arse or if like neo he knows kung fu pete will do a prince and take us down alphabet street and give us an update on his a to z platinum challenge We'll see how many times i've died in my from software platinum challenge and we'll see if wayne has finally stopped smiling after microsoft decided to win everything and buy the video game industry that and a lot more in this month's episode of the trophy achievers podcast now i've mentioned them already but joining me are my fellow
1: co-hosts so let's all say hello to tom hi hi guys great to be back for we made it to episode two fantastic
0: I know, that's an achievement, and we've got some feedback, and we've got, uh, you know, some listener feedback, which is awesome, so... Cool,
1: can't wait to hear that later on in the show.
0: There you go, and over to Pete.
2: Oh, hi, how you doing? How you doing? I <laughs> was, expe- was not expecting that pass, Fumbled that one, wow.
0: Well, it's going to be you or Wayne, so I mean, you know, it's... Uh... <laughs> how you doing? You okay? You are You okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Awesome, very well. Yes. Uh, how did you enjoy the uh, Horizon party the night? I noticed you posted something on Twitter. It uh, looked
2: very nice. Did you have a good time? Yes, it was very nice. It was the f- first first um, work of you know event like just like that for nearly two years. Obviously, with everything that's gone on, uh, it was very nice. I'm sure COVID got passed around by quite a few people. Um, but yes, it was it was, just, it was nice to have a drink. Nice to celebrate the launch, obviously
0: yes uh well it looked awesome i wasn't jealous at all but um yeah brilliant uh and i
1: can't i cannot believe we found out about it via his twitter timeline
0: i know he kept that very quiet didn't he he did he did he kept it too
2: quiet. the funny thing was there was even there was a queue to get in and that's just for employees so never mind like external (laughs) guests
0: well, you know, I was thinking if he'd have told us, he we could have, you know, made a, a special trip and, and you know, he, he could have invited his friends, but, you know, well, well you know what your friends are, don't we, you? Really? We would
1: have been stood outside in the rain, looking uh, through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Licking the window,
2: yeah. Well, next week we're having, we're having a launch one for the launch of um, Grand Treesman 7, so if you want to come dressed as the Stig and wear a crash helmet, no one will question it.
0: Wow, ooh, that sounds good as well. Awesome. Well, there you go. Uh,
3: and last but not least, it's Wayne. Hello, I just want to know how many alloys there were at this party, Pete. Quite a few. Did you have your locks on? Was you dressed up? Yeah, I, we obviously don't. We don't do booth
2: booth babes anymore. You know, it's very outdated. How, I thought
3: you be... were a booth babe. That's what.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. I was uh, a, a booth hunk. Not you know. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's go. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love it uh there you go uh
0: no well it, it did look awesome and i'm sure we'll hear more about that in the next uh, few months when we are playing horizon forbidden west uh i picked it up i have to say i'm sure well we've all got it
1: haven't we i think
0: did or oh, did you buy it tom
1: i haven't got it yet it, it will be purchased but i've got a a back catalog of games to do at the moment so yeah trying to buy it at the right time when i've got a window that's going to allow me enough hours to to, to, because i've heard it's absolutely massive i think people are saying they've they've completed it and it's taken them sort of 30 to 50 hours and they've only got 37 percent game completion after doing the main campaign so um it's yeah it sounds like it's it's a big one
0: yes um as the actress said to the vicar, um, but no, it's uh, so. But I picked it up. I'm going through a bit of a weird phase at the minute, just uh, talking about like buying video games and whatever. Well, firstly, I've bought more boxed games in the last two weeks uh, than I have in probably the last two years. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm just kind of going through I'm through a bit of a phase of just buying a few box games. So I actually bought. Uh, horizon i did the old trick because it's a bit of a f- weird one isn't it there because um, you can get it on ps4 and ps5 and if you get it on ps4 you can get it a bit cheaper and there's a free upgrade to get it on the ps5 like the ps5 version so i did that um and Elden rings out tomorrow as we record on thursday the 24th um and i've got well i'm going through all the from software games aren't i know but i have bought it <laughs> i don't know why it's just i've been seeing all the reviews pop up and i've been like oh okay, i'm never gonna get round to playing this in the next few months but we'll buy it anyway why not um because i justified it as seeing it because i saw it i saw it for 45 pounds i thought well that's quite cheap actually for a next gen game these days isn't it um yeah that's very good where, so did, you, where did you see that chris be interesting. Am- amazon Oh, really? Yeah, okay. and oh. to be fair, a lot of the other places like Game Collection and um, I think Shop 2 are doing it for like 45 as well, so uh, as well, it's like the uh, pre-order edition, which you get like a cardboard sleeve and a few other bits with it as well, so I thought, why not? But um, I'll, yeah, I'm sure I'll get around to playing
1: that at some point in the future. Cool. Plus, if it's looking at you on the shelf, you then it gives you incentive, doesn't it, to to push on with the others just to get to it?
0: Or it does that thing where I look at it on the shelf and think, oh... I'm depressed. I can't... I, I want to play it. I mean, I bought Red Dead Redemption 2 at Christmas. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. what? What am I doing with my life? I'm
3: kind of back in that phase of buying games and not playing them, so... Are you going to um, start both just to see what they look like and then actually pick one? Or? What, with the... With Horizon versus Ring? Oh, jeez. That's
0: a t- <sighs> See, I think I'd go with uh, Horizon first because although it is an open world game, I reckon it'll be a bit more... Um, Linear, if you know what I mean, a bit more easier to complete. Yeah,
1: you'll probably get through it quicker.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I, uh, I'd imagine the plat is probably easier. It's probably just a time oh. investment rather than a, a skill investment. But then you're doing the from soft games this year anyway, so
0: yeah. No, I don't know what I'm doing with my life to be honest with you. <laughs> I think it's like like a bit of a midlife crisis almost. Uh So just you know, like I said, buying video games and and not playing them. Uh But hey ho, um, you know, it's just it's just going to show my love for the video game industry sort of (laughs) that's why i'm just justifying it um anyway we have got some news items to go through so should we have a look at those yeah let's do it go for it awesome Right, so we have selected a few different news items that have uh, caught our eye over the past uh, few weeks. And uh, obviously the big one last month was Microsoft uh, deciding to buy uh, video games. Uh, but we've got lots of uh, little news items. And uh, so who wants to go first? Anybody want to dip into uh, to something? Pete, What what's caught your eye?
2: Uh, I mean, so this is relatively old news now but obviously um quite a few de- a few days after the the news of um uh, Microsoft buying Activision um the news came out that PlayStation were going to be acquiring Bungie not not for for what is must be pocket change to Microsoft only 3.6 billion dollars <laughs> um um and it's worth pointing out that like despite the slightly awkward timing this was not a response to that it it's apparently was you know Things like this don't don't happen that quickly. It was it was months in in discussion. But again seemed like quite um I think I think the general reaction from around the industry was quite surprised. it wasn't one necessarily one that I think people were expecting. Um I think Bungie in the past have expressed that like they they desired to, to remain independent, so it seemed like quite a surprise that they wouldn't agree to be acquired. But I think a lot of that hinged on the fact that they get to uh, keep a lot of their independence. They get to remain to be multi-format. Um, so there's no, you know, there's nothing about Destiny or Des- or any future franchises going like exclusive to PlayStation. Um, and then yeah, a lot of lot of later discussions turned out that it's largely Sony leaning into them, um, their sort of games as a service expertise and online infrastructure sort of um, know-how. And how how
3: they can leverage that into other games? Ten titles, games as a service coming to PlayStation yes. apparently. Yeah,
2: it's all it's all about for time now, isn't it? It's not about necessarily about from for the, the you know the old people buying games like Chris and leaving them <laughs> on the shelves. No, no, we've got to we've got to milk every little last penny out of everyone.
1: It's quite interesting from what you were saying, Pete, because on the, on the sort of um, the front of it, you saw them, that they were acquiring, acquiring Destiny, and that's how it kind of sounded when they made the purchase. I know, obviously, they're buying Bungie, but I think people were thinking, oh, they, what they're getting out of this is they're getting Destiny, but I think the more you look into it, what they're really buying is the intellect and the potential from learning from what Bungie have done over the last sort of what are we in, eight, eight year 8 of the um, 10 year plan for Destiny, I think it's year 8 or year 9 um, and I think looking at that it, it's a really smart move I mean when, when you've got Microsoft buying Call of Duty which is arguably the biggest shooter um, that there is and Playstation haven't really got an answer to that but the one thing I think everyone who has played Destiny can agree on, whether they like the story or not, but the gameplay is so tight, like the shooting is so good, that having that knowledge of how to build that into their future titles um, and how to obviously structure the 10 games that are coming this live service that like Wayne says, I think, I think they'll really benefit from that.
0: What, what do you think about this, Wayne, then? Because I, I know you... Uh enjoyed games of destiny but like you said they are a bit of a time sink aren't they and i know well pete this is well the game that you've played the most out of every game i think isn't it like 700 <laughs> hours which is what <laughs> uh, oh yeah
2: Des- destiny one back in the day i loved it and i was only i was only like the one cow so i know people have had multiple cows and they had like you know plus a thousand hours spent on it
0: it, it did remind me when I played. It. Oh, sorry, i sorry, and I've asked you a question, Wayne. No, I will get to you, but uh, it did remind me a little bit of Fantasy Star Online in some ways, like that whole, whole that that kind of whole social element. You know, you've got your hub, and you you know you can do little dances. You can go off on quests and raids with your friends, and so it did kind of give me that Fantasy Star Online vibe. Um, but yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Because there's a new expansion which has just come out this week. Um, uh, what's it called? The Witch queen which queen? queen um which jumping forward a little bit uh we will talk about this in a bit more detail when we come to our fantasy league uh currently hasn't got enough uh reviews or ratings to to give it a score yet which is, uh, well based on your um uh issues with uh, what was it um what was the game that you had? Life is Strange Remastered Collection. That um, did you, How did that work? Did you end up scoring it yourself? And it didn't get a very good score? How, did, how does that work?
2: No, no, the, the, the reviews just came in later. I think I think for The Witch Queen that's that's to be expected just because as an online sort of service game the services weren't turned on in advance so they couldn't get like review copies out in advance. Yeah,
3: I don't think there were any review copies. I think um, the press got it the same way the public... Uh, the, the same day the public did, so... Yeah, so I'm sure
2: the reviews will start trickling in. Everyone's probably focusing on Elden Ring first.
3: I've got to admit, though, Destiny the Witch Queen is my pick, and I've been virtually looking every couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, and, and thinking, oh, give
0: me a low score. Or, but no, sorry. Uh, but yeah, did I you, mean. Did you have it as a counter-pick, Chris? No, I didn't actually. I, I, I didn't. I should have done. But, uh, well, we'll see how it goes out. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on it then?
3: So yeah, like you said, Des- Destiny has always been this. Game like an MMO, but with the Halo shoot for me. I think arguably it's the second biggest shooter in today, apart from Call of Duty. Um, I'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall with that first opening phone call bes- between Phil Spencer and Microsoft, and I'm, I'm guessing Jim Ryan of Sony saying, you know, because obviously Phil Spencer came out and said um, we're keeping Call of Duty open at that point. Um, was it a fact that he was going to say, well, you've got to have Game Pass to get Call of Duty, and then went? Sony went, hang on a minute, you can have Destiny, we can keep Call of Duty. I'd love to, that part of it, and just know what the agreement was. I wonder if um, the original plan was to keep everything open or not, but when they're talking about this at the moment, it still sounds really um fishy to me in all honesty i i don't get why you would spend the money in order to really keep things in terms of what you can sell getting players um to play your game um, the same or um, what changes i suppose playstation have rumored um to get this um better sh- subscription service out does it go towards that and then like you say the expertise on the 10 live games i suppose it fills in a part of playstation's portfolio adding to the single player stuff um but yeah well it's just so interesting what's going to happen and i don't think we'll see it in the next th- you know three even four years but shortly after that this um generation i think is going to end with a bang Mm. so uh, it's interesting because I've learned about a game this week which
0: I mean I, I am starting to feel quite old in terms of like well I am old but you know just video game industry and stuff like that because there's some games that I've never heard of but are huge so uh, a game called Valorant have you guys ever have heard of that mm-hmm. it's a free to, free to play shooter which I'd never heard of because I must admit um, and it's, it's really big you know from what I understand in terms of um, people playing it young people and just jumping camps a little bit here so talking to to dits and he's a teacher and so he's got students you know he, he teaches video game um, so where's,
1: uh, where's dits from just for the audience
0: oh uh he, well he's from uh, my rival um uh, podcasts so <laughs> video game podcast uh, <laughs> um, the ABCD of gaming which is still uh, available this does not record very often but although we' saying that we did record last week so uh, that'll be available soon thanks for that though Tom um but um so he was saying like a lot of his students obviously, don't have a massive amount of disposable income. So they tend to look for the free to play stuff. So like you mentioned the game like Valorant um, and it's, you know, like obviously Fortnite as well, you know, and there's loads of free to play games out there. So, and well, there's a certain element of destiny too, which is free. Am I right in saying that? Yes. Um, so, I mean, we were talking about this, obviously, this is, you know, big money and, and whatever. And it, this doesn't necessarily guarantee that uh, it locks down Destiny, as being a, a Sony or Pro- PlayStation um, IP, should we say? But with so many free to play popular shooters out there, where do we? Th- do, is there still a, a huge, a big audience for like these, like full price games? I mean, like Halo, um, the multiplayer on that is free to play as well. You know, there's what are our general thoughts on that?
1: Um, so, is there still room for more free to play? Oh, sorry, big big AAA titles amongst the free-to-play games, is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, you know like multiplayer stuff, that's I the think thing so, I, th-
1: I think so, but I think you're going to see them delivered in a different way, I think maybe, like we were saying, by the purchases the AAA games are being purchased by your Microsofts, your Sonys, will they be added to a subscription service to become more so a free-to-play, not a, not a free-to-play, but a part of a subscription service play it's always, It's just very. It's very interesting how all the we're getting these different ways of approaching the game, aren't we? Like like you said, free to play. Now we're getting subscription. You've got your. You. It's like having the same products but different ways of delivery. It's. It's really weird. I, I was in game today, just randomly. Um, I popped my head in just to see what it was like in there because like, haven't been in a in a shop in in terms of game in, in ages, and there was loads like a whole wall of Fortnite vouchers. It's so just just vouchers and vouchers of Fortnite stuff. Um, which I was quite not taken back by but I was a bit like, oh that's again, that's just another thing that they're doing now. It's like you can buy this battle pass or this season stuff all on all on card and you go and you scratch the back off and you put in a code and um but it's good to to go back to your original question. I think there's still there's still room for them. Um I just don't know if they will be put in, I don't, I don't know if you'll be getting them purchased as a, a one-off payment or if they'll be added into subscription services, hmm. potentially.
0: What What do you think, Pete? Um, I mean, you, you, you used to see the numbers and stuff for Fortnite and, uh, you know, it's it's still really popular, although not necessarily as popular as it once was, but it's still a huge game.
2: Yeah, it's still the, it's, it's still the biggest um, game in terms of in terms of people playing it at the moment, uh, certainly on on PlayStation systems, anyway. Um, I think I think just to step back for a second, Chris. If you think if you think like in broad strokes, what attracts people to to PlayStation in terms of the exclusives we've got? Um, I think it's fair to say. So again, bias is all hell, but I think it's fair to say that like our focus has been on single player games with a narrative focus that. Uh, you know, fall into but you know, perform really well, do really well. So you know, the Gods of Wars, Horizons just come out, um, uncharted, so on, Spider Man. Um and so sort of as we touched on, I think having Bungie in to work on what 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 is a perceived weakness of of Playstation and like not having a particularly strong online online any game, never mind a shooter, just anything. It's like we had that um see i can't even remember the name of it now that that sort of uh car combat one that came out fairly recently but i didn't do didn't do anything at all destruction destruction, destruction not all, all stars yeah i was gonna say destruction derby's so like no that's not it yes so uh, and i think that so to answer your question i think that i mean we're also like you said we're we're recording this on the day before Elden Ring comes out which has just gone to like absolutely crazy reviews I think there always will be um a place for single player game I know I know you can play Elden Ring but you know what I mean Sing- single player like expansive games like that um but then like you said there's a whole subset of gamers who will only play Free to play because because obviously free to play it's the it's the low cost of entry so it's the one the games that get the most exposure. So like, I mean, just as an example, like I'm I struggle with my own son to get him to try and try new stuff because the only stuff he's really heard of are stuff like Fortnite, Apex, um, Call of Duty, obviously. But even then, he's talking again. He's talking about Warzone in particular. Um, it's it's hard to to. To create a, a new one that's going to grab everyone's attention, um, and and yeah, and then yeah, like you said, it's just the thing with game service is just it's it's more the time investment, isn't it, that you, you need to, to commit to. Well, that's
1: why it's so good with the younger audience, right? Because when they're not, I mean, they're not working. The the the, the younger kids are sort of like, have got time just to hop on in the day after school or on holiday school holidays in the evenings weekends it's it's they're not games that demand a lot of attention that demand a lot of time and investment to get into because you can play around a fortnight in what 20 minutes and be done with it and and also as like a parent if you're not Throwing down money for your kids—I know that people do because they have to buy battle passes and stuff. But if essentially you can say, "Oh, we're going to spend this," and then that's going to give them thousands of hours of entertainment, then probably more likely for that—that's why it's attractive to the younger audience, I would imagine.
0: Mm,
2: Yeah, I mean, I Uh, go on, Pete. I was just going to say, and and to be fair, like the gaming industry does go through these um, different methods of trying to monetize their games so obviously we've gone from just boxed box games to uh, you know maybe mmo mmo style subscriptions where you need to pay a monthly fee to stack it's just, just that game then it's moved on to like you said more engagement battle pass um and then arguably there's there's and, and then oh then we moved and then we've moved on from loot boxes now thankfully yeah don't well. forget
1: microtransactions.
2: <laughs> yeah exactly um but the argue, there's there's arguments that obviously the future will be more like, um, you know, how Roblox performs in a metaverse. Use that term. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know what that, that means. <laughs> of, uh, a, 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 like a creation suite where you create the games and can monetize things within. You know, you, you're your daughters play yeah they away. do
0: but i don't really understand what they do well i kind of do they well to be fair they only play one game which is called piggy which is they get chased around by something that resembles pepper pig and uh <laughs> it's yeah i yeah That's, yeah, I I, I kind of just let them enjoy it and that's it. Maybe I should get more involved. I mean, they have said to me, when you create an account where we can play together, and it's like, and when I have my my moments where I think, yeah, well, maybe I should, you know, they can play on the tablets, I'll play on the PC. Then you just look at Roblox. And, uh, I, and i i've you know i said i'm not going to i'm not going to swear or curse on this episode but i can't find any other words to describe it other than it's not great it's just i don't I look at it and i think i don't want to play that you know i'd rather play a good game but then that's just my own ignorance i guess
1: do you think that kids like when we were growing up and would did you reckon that have you ever tested this with your kids and shown them what we what we grew up playing and have they sort of said that's not a good game or, or it'd be interesting just to see this day and age what the expectations of fun are, if that makes sense. If you gave a kid a Tetris or you gave a kid um, Super Mario from when we played it originally on the Game Boy and said, this is what we had, you know, do you find this fun? I've, I've, I've not really heard anyone ever talk about that.
3: Yeah,
0: I've tried to. I, I know you're desperate to call me, Pete, I will get it to you. But the... Um Uh, I mean good games are good games aren't they at the end of the day and I think that's why Mario does still kind of essentially almost do the same type of thing really isn't it with their 2D stuff anyway but um, and even the 3D stuff to a certain degree but the it's like well I, I have I've played Final Fight with them Outrun you know Streets of Rage you know so there are Games like that, which they don't need necessarily a load of skill for. I think that's the thing, isn't it? You know, if you and this has been said before, if you look at a controller today compared to what it was when we were kids, you know, yeah. there's so many buttons and combinations and things like that. There's a, a a lot for kids to take in and learn. But I mean, I was watching my kids and, and Wayne's kids playing Fortnite, and they're just like frigging ninjas. They're just, it's just ridiculous, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's just watching them play, and it's, you know, so i, I perhaps underestimate them a little bit. But Pete, what were you going to say?
2: I was just going to like, to answer Tom's question, yes, I, same, similar, I have tried it, and no, they're not particularly interested. <laughs> yeah. So, similar to Chris, I think I've tried, like, Asteroids, Streets of Rage, um, the early Sonics. And, like, you know, they, 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 they do play out of like for a few, like, you know, maybe 10 minutes out of curiosity, but then they're just like, nah, I want to go back.
3: Mm. I think uh, my kids actually have a little go, do a level or two, but end up, it doesn't grab their attention because it just doesn't look as nice to a modern game, and that's um you know just speak for something i guess so you know we didn't have these fantastic real life looking games uh with all the shadings and everything else um but yeah that's what my kids do they uh they tend to just go for the newer stuff they're very
0: shallow is what we're saying isn't it kids <laughs> 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 they just want the new shiny um but and also um you know i suppose it, this reminds me of uh wayne and ne- you need to tell everybody your chucky egg story um because uh, I just find it hilarious, so oh, over to you.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um, I, was, um, I was a six-year-old when I um, got my first ever computer ex- game experience. And it was on uh, what's called a Tatung Einstein, which was basically a BBC micro that was made uh, locally here in the West Midlands in Bridge North, um, even though it was under this Chinese manufacturer's name, the Tatung um and um yeah i was i used to play it on this big massive dining table at my nan's house and generally um the first game that really got me addicted that i actually played for years and years was a game called chucky egg which basically you was a farmer collecting eggs and hay and you had to dodge first of all the little chicks and then second you did nine levels and after that you replayed the same that nine levels but a big chicken came out of a cage in the corner and chased you around the level Um, once you did those nine levels then you got the little chicks and the big chick but basically yeah the first ever time i completed the nine levels and got this big chicken out on in the corner uh it made me have an asthma attack and i uh (laughs) i I spent most of the rest of the weekend poorly on the couch
0: <laughs> That's awesome, um, but um, yeah, I don't know where, where we moved away from Sony buying Bungie uh, or PlayStation buying Bungie, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, obviously there's people saying, oh, uh, you know, well it'd be good to have like a, a kill zone, uh, you know, or something like you know re, uh, reinvigorate an old franchise or something. But I think it'd be fun for them to try something different as well. But like, it's it's fair to say they have got a lot of experience and a lot of expertise. And I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. Um, I think Sony have generally been fairly smart with their acquisitions. They they don't tend to do... I mean, this is a fairly big, splashy move for them. But then they've bought other uh, developers. Uh, what was the one that did uh, Demon Souls recently? Was it Bluepoint? Uh, yes. Blue yeah. uh, Nixes who do a lot of the PC ports as well, you know, and Insomniac has uh, before So, you know, they, they tend to do things that don't necessarily make massive amounts of headlines. But obviously I think this coming uh, very quickly after the acquisition uh, from Microsoft uh, of Activision, it was, you know, it made headlines.
3: Just one thing I wanted to ask was um, now it's kind of come out in the wash that we've got PlayStation uh, buying Bungie, Microsoft buying Activision. Do you guys still feel like it's a good thing or or not now your you know your platform of choice is now buying somebody themselves Um, just from my point of view I actually feel like if if you want big conglomerate um, companies to start buying up these developers then it's better to go to Microsoft or Sony that actually know what they're doing with this stuff I mean Tencent is always knocking on the door you had rumors ea was looking at activision um it just feels like it's it it seems to me it's still a good thing that microsoft that these companies are going to microsoft and sony yeah i think it was phil spencer wasn't it that said
1: um it's not even really sony or nintendo it's they're worried about apple and amazon because they're slowly moving into it like with prime gaming and you've got apple have got the um it's just called apple store isn't it apple games or whatever it is but they're, they're they're i think they're quite worried that they're sort of looking at the gaming industry and they've got these systems in place but they don't have any games but they've got the money to just go yeah we'll have you yeah we'll have you um and that could again in five ten years time, they could completely flip the industry again if we ended up in a in a situation like that. So I think there may be something, um, some truth in that that they're sort of making sure that they close shop and get the get the people on board that they want before anyone outside might try and come in and nick them.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: I hadn't thought about that actually, Wayne.
0: That's a good point.
2: What about you, Pete? Yeah, I I mean. It, I think there's there's a concern as well. It's just when large companies do this, they buy up smaller studios, and then, like, in, I'm, I'm I'm in the past. There's been instances where like beloved smaller studios get bought up and then they just get shut down, or, or turn it completely into something that like wasn't what the fans wanted. So, I I'm not trying to pick on Microsoft. But I'm thinking of things like Rare or Bullfrog or Lionhead. Yeah. Lionhead, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's always a concern that they just get lost in the the, the sort of bigger um, mess. I mean, and in, I mean, until that point, so like someone like Activision, you've obviously got so actually quite a lot of development studios within there, all working on like the Call of Duty franchise, um, and, and yeah, and then and Ubisoft as well. It's just like it's just a case of like, is there enough distinction? Or, or, alternatively, another way to look at it is actually by being bought by by Microsoft. Does that then give them more time and more freedom to to work on other stuff, and they don't just end up this big mess of just the Call of Duty guys? Do you think what I mean they actually get more chance to work on what they want?
1: Well, I think I think so because I don't know if this ties into. I think we were going to talk about the fact that have they confirmed that Call of Duty is going to be delayed. Uh, not delayed but be taking a
2: break yeah not confirmed but heavy rumors around the industry today is what's going to happen
0: yeah be interested to see what happens with that um we'll wait and see i mean there are other developers and uh companies out there capcom has been mentioned a lot and has been for a while you know so uh, we'll see what happens um i'll take the next one if that's all right with you uh so I'm interested in this because um, I've got one. Um, PSVR 2 has um, been announced and we've actually seen some images of it and I think it looks rather lovely. Um, the control, it's got its own controls now. It's got a vent so you don't get steamed up, which is good. Playing a game like Creed and getting the platinum on that, um, Rise to Glory and getting all sweaty, so that'll be prevented with uh, PSVR 2, which, well, I'm assuming all of the current. Software will be backwards compatible, um, and yeah, it looks.
3: Um, Wayne shaking his head. Is I don't think so, but I think the vent thing is amazing.
0: Oh well, there you go. We're <laughs> we're impressed with the vent. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it looks really nice. I have to say, there's no pricing, there's no release dates or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it it's you know we're actually getting to see the reality of it, and it's interesting because. Um, I mean, VR, yeah, Wayne had a Quest 2, which I'm sure he'll t- tell us about in a bit, um, and I tried it briefly. I've got PSVR, um, had it from the start, and I genuinely think that VR gaming is, a, you know, a really amazing experience. You know, I think it's so immersive. Uh, you know, obviously playing video games for uh, coming up to 40 years, I guess, it's the, the, the one thing that's made me actually just kind of fall in love with video games all over again. Um that being said, um I don't play it very often, you know. It's but it's it's one of those where I do whenever I put the headset on and I play a VR game, I just think oh my god, this is incredible, you know. Um and it, it's it's just an awesome thing. And so fair play to Sony for carrying on with this because i mean some of the stuff i've read you know it all depends on the websites you read but it's not a huge seller in relative terms i mean it's sold at least five million units and again if, i suppose if you think about all well, how many consoles they've sold it's not a massive amount um but they are still pushing ahead with it so and you know microsoft um haven't dabbled with vr um nintendo were rumored to do something uh potentially vr re- related at one point but that never came off
3: it was the cardboard
0: oh is it oh yeah okay um, so it's you know fair play to them and I'm, I'm glad that they are because uh, you know the, when you play a game like Astro Bot or Blood and Truth and there's a whole host of games out there which are just like I said you know whenever you stick a VR he- headset on it just it really does transform the whole kind of gaming experience um, we've all tried VR at one point haven't we I know we well we might not all own one but we've all tried it what do we think um, Pete what about you uh,
2: so again biased uh, i I I've liked the look of it, I think it looks really interesting. I do have a PS V R one. Similar to you, Chris, I really enjoy it. Hardly hardly ever play with it. Um it's still boxed up somewhere somewhere in my garage. Um I think the main thing for me, like we've already we've already just mentioned it, but it it'd be disappointing if it wasn't backwards compatible. I don't know if it I don't know enough about the tech to know if it is actually possible. Like all the tech in it, the the VRT does sound super fancy. Um, you know, it's got like cameras now in the inside of track with your eye movement and stuff like that. Um, apparently, like from what I've heard, it's like it's the the controllers are the the biggest improvement because I've seen the move was like, well, let's be honest, it was pretty rubbish. Crap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was just re- reusing an older technology that we, they they had to hand. Um, whereas these ones are like real. You know, they're like. I actually I assume they're like the Quest ones. Um, in terms of like the finger they've got finger tracking and gyroscopes out of the arse and so on um, so yeah I'm being interested I'm, I'm kind of curious I think Tom you don't have a PSVR do you?
1: I don't, I don't know I've only dabbled in VR um, either at Expos or around uh, Mark um, Mark a friend of mine has got one and when he's played a bit of Beatsaver and stuff It it's one of those while it's all cables um it doesn't really appeal to me and also I, i've I have suffered a bit of motion sickness with it in the past so it's it's one of those a bit like what you're saying like not that i've i've enjoyed moments i've had with it but if i bought one i don't think i would use it regularly enough to for me to warrant purchasing it yeah,
0: there's no reason why I shouldn't use it because it's plugged in and it's all ready to go. I just need to actually get off my backside and stick it on my head, I guess. But I suppose then it's the actual, you know, you know, finding a game that, um, that that I really fancy playing. I mean, then there, and there I said there are some really cracking games out there. I think FarScape was one of the last ones I played as well, um, but i've got that from software game which i have said i'll probably play that since i'm doing all the others um i don't'm not sure he pronounces it is it decorine or Deserine or something like that but um derosene sure. yeah um but no it looks really good but you had a quest wayne what, what was what do you think of I did, VR? and i I,
3: I, st- I do think the technology is, is fantastic um it's just the comfort factor for me and to be honest i've recently sold my quest um i got through quite a few of the kind of what you'd still call the triple a titles on there and then i wasn't too bothered about picking up the smaller ones but i've probably missed out on some gems but the fact that i game as a comfort as a relaxation thing and it it just isn't that unfortunately i do like i said i I think the fantastic the technology is fantastic the immersion is great but it's hard work sticking something on your head for any longer than 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I mean, just an example again, more recent one
0: um, was... Because there's been a few announcements of, you know, a new Horizon game rumoured. Uh, well, not even rumoured. I think it's been confirmed, doesn't it? That there's going to be a Horizon game for the PSVR 2. Um, yeah. um, Half-Life Alex potentially, that's been rumoured. So, you know, some some big games coming. But that's the thing, isn't it? I think you need, like, I suppose, um, like some big AAA games. Like Moss was an, another one I played in VR, which was awesome. Um, but, yeah, so playing, what was that EA game, the Star Wars one? Oh, God. Um Well you we had the lightsaber you could fight with the lightsabers. No, it was it was an X Wing and TIE Fighter. It was a battlefront spin off basically. Was it squ- uh something? Oh, squad- yeah. Well yes oh yeah sitting in an x-wing and a tie fighter in vr is just a mind-blowing experience it really is you know and looking down because it the way it does it as well it's like you, your whole body is it's like the suit you know you're wearing the suit you know you're, you're looking down at your legs and you it's just it's crazy you're looking out the window looking above you and around you i'm kind of doing it now you know you, it's you, you, and you're in space and it's an
1: incredible experience you do know? you think that is as big a selling point for vr as games themselves to be able to take you and and immerse you in your favorite games or your favorite films or whatever um do you think people would pay for that experience or do you think it has to be game focused if they said to you like uh, for instance like you said you get to sit in in the plane in a in a star wars fire pilot or if it's like horizon you have to actually walk around the world that you have played in and and seen and experience it firsthand do you think that is a big enough strong enough selling point or do you think it has to be game focused for vr console i personally think
0: it has to be game focused i think there are some experiences and you can download them for free uh, on the playstation store and i'm assuming like you know the quest store and all these other places where there was a spider-man one and it was i think it was it coincided with homecoming coming out and it was free and you you know you you just messed around you know spinning webs and doing bits and pieces and it lasted for like 10 minutes i don't think people are gonna stick with that i mean that's good in itself in as much as like oh wow that's kind of cool but what is what is there any more to it i think you do need to have that that game a good game to attach to it for it to work um, you know for it to have longevity because if if people just see it as a fad then they're not going to buy into it you know I think there's got to be something that that initially hooks them which is what potentially the experiences are for Um, but then there's also got to be something you know like uh, real and that people actually want to spend a bit of time on playing for maybe an hour or two Um, what about you Pete what do you think
2: it's a tricky one to balance because like you said so like Tom's mentioned it is that there is a definitely a le- like a learning curve, so to speak, with VR. It's the, like motion sickness affects people in different ways, some people can play in it for hours without any problem. Some people can only last a few minutes. Uh, and to that point, most VR games. There are a few exceptions, but most of them are are sort of styled on the arcade style of a quick go or like a time you know a score attack sort of mode so it's pretty rare for like actual full triple a games like squadrons or um resi 7 to come out and actually be like fully playable in vr and not the sort of um you know starting with a game and then later on making it vr compatible like the dooms or skyrim um and it's just that thing of how do you how do you balance it do you okay do you try and aim for like the keeping people in the headset for like hours on end? Is that wise? Um, you know, is, is... is Or do you like, yeah, or do you have to focus on the short-term experiences but then people see that more as like a throwaway, quick gimmick, sort of, yeah, play for a few, half an hour and then actually go play a proper game in inverted commas. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, that the I, mean, I can't imagine this is going to be cheap. I mean, what was the PSVR when that came out? Was it 290 quid? 280 quid? Something like that something like um that. so you know it's a it's a fair investment for 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 what it is i can't I'd say i can't imagine it's going to be any cheaper than that particularly with the, the controllers being bundled with it because um, then you had to buy like the move controllers separately as well didn't you which we you know do you remember one game we're charging 5 pounds to play psvr um to to experience it which i think is a bit dirty really um if, but you know just but
1: i hope they don't do that again um just, just to, like just thinking outside the box just for a minute because we can do you think <laughs> that with PlayStation sort of like VR stuff and then and the the inevitable subscription service coming in plus the way that they're treating their um, film TV studios all that kind of stuff do you think there's a world in which PlayStation VR can become like a hub like a um, a communal Hub where you can put it on and sit, feel like you're in a theatre, in a cinema watching Sony films, or watching Sony oh TV. No, it's the metaverse. Do you think that is a even remote possibility?
0: Well, they tried it with PlayStation Home, but just not VR, I guess. So it depends. Yeah. How- Home VR. You heard it here first, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom. Heard it here I'm first.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know, but we'll see. Anyway. um Right, who wants to take a, another story? Uh, has anybody else got anything that's caught their eye, Tom?
1: Um, the only thing that caught my eye, and we don't, we, we probably won't talk about this very long, but I was just taken aback a bit by the Ghostwire Tokyo um, presentation, because that game has been something that, when it came out, I'll, I'll be 100% honest, I thought it looked terrible. I didn't want anything to do with it. I had no time for it. I didn't know if it was VR. I didn't know if it was in first person. I didn't know what, what it was. Um, and then this showcase came out. And all of a sudden, I don't know why, I really want to play it. Um, it showed it off more of the game. It's an open. It, it was like an open world, first person. It felt a little bit like it had the sort of dishonoured... Um, gameplay vibe but mixed in with a horror element which I didn't realise it's from uh, one of the guys on the team who made the Evil Within series yeah Um, I forget his name I'm not great with remembering names um, so I apologise but yeah the more they showed off about it I was like why have they not Done this earlier. Why have they not talked about this more earlier? Because it sounded like a really cool concept, um, and now I'm really intrigued to the point where I think I might have to play it now. Well, as it happens, it's just been announced as a PlayStation Plus game, hasn't it, Pete?
2: Has it?
1: Has it?
0: And what's the what's uh, the other
1: game? No. Oh, you're thinking no. of you know, you're thinking of Ghost Runner.
2: Oh, crap. <laughs> Or <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima Legends as well. Well,
1: yes. Sorry, I got
0: ghosts in it. Somewhere. I got my ghosts lot, mixed up. Ghosts. Oh there's well, there ghosts. you go. What do I know? <laughs> Fair enough. No, because I, well, I must bit when I saw that, I thought, "Wow, that's like a you know, it's got a big
1: game that's been announced, isn't it?" But uh, it doesn't come out until March. I think it's March twenty fifth. Uh. It's scheduled for
2: yeah it's out sooner than even i realized i thought somebody had it down in my head as like a summer game but yeah. yeah
3: my bad it was supposed to come out last year and the reason why everything went quiet time was basically it's now a microsoft-owned studio that's a playstation exclusive so as least possible marketing as possible until it comes out in game Pass in 12 months time is it is it really i did not know that i'm learning things on this podcast this is what this podcast is about yeah this is part of the
2: bethesda deal because S- it's uh,
1: tango gameworks isn't
2: it
0: that do that so that was part of um like you said activision um bethesda yeah bethesda, Zenimax. bethesda. yeah sorry
1: oh thank you for letting uh for uh enlightening me wayne because i've genuinely i had no idea that was good
0: yes and i'm trying to think of the the name of the cri- he's oh my god
3: shins no McCart,
1: Macar- yes mccarney there we go <laughs> yeah that sounds right <laughs> we'll, go yeah, with- I don't know if, we'll go with I don't that we'll go with that if any of you guys have checked any of the any of the gameplay out or anything like that but
0: i know nothing about it at all um i saw it announced at e3 um was it and i was just like i yeah i'm not even sure what this game's all about uh, is anybody else interested in it
3: so this was the game that first of all got introduced on the Bethesda stage with the really cute lady developer that was quite shy and taken out and, like, everybody fell, oh, yes. fell in love with her. And then literally six months later, she left the project. Um, and apparently, he's Mikami's quite hard to work for, um, it, it, it is what I've read in rumours. And... Um, but then, yeah, it then kind of got that trailer at the PlayStation Showcase, but then got delayed and they got bought. So it, it literally just went quiet. And um, I, I think it'll be a good game, to be fair. Mm. Do
2: you know anything about it, Pete? I, I mean, I'd obviously heard of it and I did watch the, the recent showcase. Uh, I have to be honest, like, I, I like the setting. I like the, the apparently the, the sort of the, how they've, um, modeled their version of Tokyo is apparently quite well done and it's quite um, not realistic, but you know true to to ha- like what you would find in in Tokyo. But um, yeah, I, I, I think I said before I'm not a big horror fan. I know, I know. I think this one's not as horror f- heavy as Evil Within, but yeah, the actual sort of combat and mechanics left me a bit cold, to be honest. Mm. Mm.
3: Did you guys like Deathloop? Has anybody? Has tried anybody it yet. tried it? Still
2: haven't played it yet. No, <laughs>
1: it wasn't for me. I um, yeah, gave it one a, a miss. I'll, I'll
2: let you know when I get to
1: the D. Oh, teaser! Oh, yeah. Teaser. teaser! Yeah,
0: you didn't like it, um, Pete. Sorry, that's on. Fuck! What am I doing? Oh my god! I just swore as well. Sorry. <laughs> 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 what am I doing? Five minutes oh, I, and the no. wheels have come yes. off
1: um what did you think tom of Deathloop? are we talking about yes yeah so um i just it just didn't there was something about it that i wasn't 100 percent sold on and I, I would imagine if i played it i'd probably really enjoy it it was quite a busy period i think when i when it came out i wasn't i didn't have the time to sort of gamble on it um but from what i understand it's 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 really good the way it's put together, and the way it unfolds. Um, and maybe one day I'll go to, to go for it, but, um, yeah, it just... From, I, I like the trailers, but watching the gameplay of it, I, I didn't... There was nothing... I think the difference was it's, it feels very much like what I saw with Ghostwire Tokyo in terms of the gameplay. I know there's no guns in Ghostwire. It's all sort of hand signals to cast spells as such. Um but the premise of Ghostwire intrigues me far more than the Deathloop premise, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, it just didn't it didn't grab me. It, it looked like it was going to be a grind from start to finish to, to, to play, and it didn't have that sort of fun element for me. But that's again, that's purely going off of of footage that I saw, not of my hands-on experience with the game.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, we will. See what Ghost Wire and not Ghost Runner, although we'll see what <laughs> Ghost Runner's like soon. Uh, we'll see what they're both like soon because they'll be out um, in March, won't they? Um, or May. What am I talking about? When are they going to be out, Wayne? No, March. 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 Thank you. Oh, God. I'm questioning myself, my own sanity now. Um, Wayne, is there anything that's caught your eye over the last month or so?
3: Well, we had one of probably the best Nintendo Directs there ever has been, I feel like, with a load of. Um, Games introduced and announced. Um, oh,
1: oh, Mario Kart 9?
3: No, no, Mario Kart. Oh, no, we don't need right. Mario Kart 9. Oh. The Switch Crikey. is. Breath of the, the Wild
1: 2, S- is that there? <laughs> oh,
3: <sorry. laughs> Saving it till June, let's hope. Please, Please. <laughs> Fantasy League. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but we did get Nintendo Switch Sports.
1: Um,
3: you know what it is yeah. only a 30 odd pound game that's out at the end of april and it to be fair I rem- as probably lots of you remember um we sports with your families and it, it going down like a treat um getting nans and granddads to play generally it was in my house so i'm looking forward to that one um along with mario strikers I um, play tons of that on the Wii, um, and that's a great like little 5 side football game that doesn't take itself seriously at all, um, and um, and quite like special moves and weather effects, and I can imagine playing that with my two boys um, quite a lot. Yeah, it does. It does look
1: really fun. That, that does, look, and I'm only I'm only messing around. But I am um, like I've said before, Violet's only two. So give it three or three or three or four years, and I'll be much more into my Nintendo um, directs and my Nintendo content because that'll probably be her first console. I think that we'll try and get her.
0: Anything else that caught your eye?
3: Um, obviously the Mario Kart um delu- eight deluxe, uh, forty eight new tracks, and it's a part. To be fair, it got me looking at that expansion pack prices Uh, because while you can buy it for £25 straight 48 tracks but it is a part of that expansion pass as well Um, it's got me thinking does like quite a lot more DLC for like do they put the Breath of the Wild the first one the DLC in in that expansion pass and a few other things like the Splatoon 2 uh, and stuff like that and does that become better value for money that way uh it's got me thinking about it so no all good Mm
0: -hmm. um and what i do like about the switch is that they do seem to be it's it's a nice port machine isn't it so uh you've got portal uh coming um you've also got the dark souls games bioshock you know if you think about those in your hand you know playing pretty well i mean even the witcher 3 for god's sake which i've got um and and the thing is I. I haven't really. I've got a Switch, but I don't really play it very much at all. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, I think I bought it originally um, because of commuting and whatever, and playing it at lunchtime at work. But then I just never really got round to it. And you know, it's it's luckily it's Nintendo, isn't it? There's some really amazing games on there, like Luigi's Mansion. uh, You know, is is fantastic. There's just some great stuff on there. But it's just I don't know. I don't generally play it very often. If I'm in the house, um, then. I'll play on my
3: PlayStation instead. You know, it's uh, whereas I think you tend to play a bit on yours, don't you, Wayne? It's my Fortnite machine, to be honest, because <laughs> the the two boys can play uh, split screen on the Xbox, and then I'm normally on the so- the other sofa with my Switch, playing with them in a party. Oh,
2: there you go. Uh,
3: you've got a Switch, haven't you, Pete?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm much the same. Boat as you, because I bought it pretty much for the commute, and then obviously lockdowns happened, and then I never really <laughs> used it. And then, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, I think my most played game on it is probably still Ring Fair Adventure, which, which is, is great. For, you know, you know, credit to it, it's it's good fun. It's, um, it's it's quite, it's not an intensive workout. I don't, that's not true. You can make it intensive if you wanted to. Um, but it's it's, it's it, you know, it's a bit like Wii Fit. It's just get you get you something to do, moving when you're you're stuck at home.
0: Yeah, I, I believe it or not. Actually, um, I bought Ring Fit Adventure when lockdown happened as well. I think probably I think it was out of stock for some time, wasn't it? Because a lot of people did. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I bought it. I played it at EGX, just demoed it. And I was impressed with it. You know, I like the the idea of it, and. Um, so i actually played it this weekend just gone because it was peeing down outside i've turned into a bit of a fair weather runner and i just i don't want to go outside so but i want to fancy doing a bit of exercise so i did and i set it up i think then you're thinking oh this is just a nintendo game i'll stick it on the hardest setting i was like thinking oh god when he said right do 30 squats i was like i don't want to after about 10 i'm burning you know and then because the actual um thing that you use to squeeze you know and it gives you different you know you can put it above your head and you squeeze and everything right do 30 of those it's like oh no i don't want to anymore so i think it does uh give you a good workout if you want it to and there was that i was going back a couple of years now i think there was a story where a guy had lost so much weight just playing ring fit adventures it's down to your diet as well i'm guessing but um you know it, it does do the job i mean it's like it gets you moving which uh is i can only applaud
1: nintendo for that so yeah they're they're the, definitely the healthiest gaming company i think over the years of everything think when you think of like that and the, the wii fit and all that stuff like the, do you remember that pressure board the balance board yeah. balance board yes. yeah
3: yeah yeah all that kind of stuff
1: i just wanted to ask wayne if he is has any interest in the new kirby
3: game um you know what Kirby games generally are not that great, and I'm it, it looks like Kirby meets Mario Odyssey uh, my boys really like the look of it, but it's one I'm prepared to let them buy with their pocket pocket money to be honest <laughs> and get around it like that
0: so you don't like playing games where you you're sucking things into your mouth and you know not so. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sorry yeah anyway um right so i think that'll do it for the news unless anybody else has got anything they want to just talk about they're desperate to get off their chest no okay, doke so shall we move on to what we've been playing and achieving
1: how can a child save us all if he's sentenced to die
0: tell me nicolaus Tell me before you let our son go. Father?
1: Where we begin does not define who we will become.
4: Before you, I see a path.
1: Built by friendship and family. Love and loss. War and bloodshed.
4: You were sent by the gods to protect this world. You carry the blade of Leonidas.
3: Act like it.
1: As you write your odyssey across the mountains and the seas, remember, the fate of
2: Greece journeys with you.
1: Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Watch the official gameplay walkthrough.
0: Okay, so here we are with what we've been achieving and playing over the last month or so. Uh, Who shall I go to first? Let's go to Pete first since I messed up his name earlier on. I got Pete and Tom confused. I'm so sorry. It's because we said earlier on that Pete's the, you know, the of um, of the (laughs) Forbidden
1: West. So, sorry. I got all flustered.
3: What does that make Tom then? <laughs>
1: you do not you do not want to know.
3: Forbidden East <laughs>
1: Oh when the Forbidden East and the Forbidden West meet. <laughs> <laughs> where do you go
2: from okay. there, Pete?
0: <laughs> oh
2: yes. Where where do we go? We we go to a, a Japanese high school, why not? Ooh. Uh so Yes, uh, if if you listen to our, our first episode, um, I, I'm aiming to do an alphabet challenge this year. Uh, I'm already questioning if this is going to be possible, but I'll talk about that later. Um, but I'm aiming to try and complete a game, plan a game uh, that starts very low of the alphabet. Uh, and I've successfully managed to do two so far, so I'm two down. No. Well done. It's not bad. Trouble is I need, to be, I need to do about two a month and it's already in February, so I'm already behind. Um but I need, so I need to catch up uh, But yeah so after um, The slight disappointment of 1111 uh, memories uh, Memories we told um, My game that starts with a number Rather than a letter confusingly uh, Was 13 Sentinels a- Aegis Rim um, mm. So this is probably one that Not going to make any jokes are... about that but... You love a rim <laughs> Especially around my ages um, so this might be one that yeah not many people people have heard of. This is from uh, VanillaWare, so they're probably best known for doing Dragon's Crown. Uh, I actually I played a bit of Dragon's Crown. I think even played a bit with you, Chris, actually, back in the day. But the one I played the most was one called um, Master the Demon Blade on the Vita. Um, so both of those games are sort of side-scrolling action like combat-heavy style um, types of games. This one, 30 Sentinels, is quite an odd mix actually. Um, it's mostly a visual novel style of game, um, but mixed with some real time strategy elements. Um, so, the majority, like I said, the majority of the game is you're playing um, as as 13 Japanese high school students, of course, of course you are, um, who, for some unexplicable reason, can. Pilot these giant mechs called Sentinels, uh, and are fighting off uh, a kaiju invasion. Uh, and the visual novel part of it is essentially the kids don't know why they can do this. They don't know where these mechs have come from, um, and so the story is trying to work out why why can they control these mechs? Where have these mechs come from? Why are they why are they kaiju attacking in the first place? Um, so that's the the sort of story part, and then. At certain like at certain points in the game, you can back out of the, the visual novel part and go into the real-time strategy part, and that's the bit where um, you're actually defending the town from from the monster invasion. Um, so in the individual novel sections, uh, Vanilla have a very distinctive art style, and like they've um, Dragon's Crown certainly got quite a lot of how to put it attention because they had some very interesting depictions Boobies. both male both male and female to be fair very very exaggerated muscular forms yes um so this one obviously being high school children is much more toned down although it definitely has that sort of distinctive look of like you can tell it's a vanilla game although there is one character who still um, has some interesting proportions let's say yeah um but uh, and then the, the but the real-time strategy part um it actually reminds me of um, Geometry Wars, if you remember that. It's kind of like, you have like a top-down almost view of the city. Um, and then you just basically get, you the the enemy uh, kaiju are kind of represented by like different pixel shapes, essentially. Um, I'm making it, it sounds worse than it is, but it's actually quite, you can tell, you know, when you're looking at it, you can sort of make out, oh, you can make out that's this type of enemy and it does this. It's pretty, it's actually clearer than it looks. Um, and the way the the, the combat plays out is that you're you've got a, a home based terminal to protect, and it's almost it although it's real time strategy, in that if you don't do anything, time will progress and obviously in, and the the kaiju will, will keep attacking, but every time you try and select a command from for your for your sentinels to do something, um, the time freezes, so there's no like, let's say like time pressure, in that sense you have a lot of time to like choose the attack choose where they're aiming it and launch the attack and like, and there's no like I said time doesn't progress until the, the attack hits so it's not like you have to like aim where you think the kaiju are going to be in like you know a few seconds time and think you just aim where they are um, but it's quite yeah it's, it's a lot of fun actually um, both both elements I, I really enjoyed um, I will add that it's very you know like I was thinking jokes about it's very anime it's like if you're not into anime if you're not into like about Japanese high school students who can seriously save the world. Then this isn't going to be for you. Um, but, but I am, and I yeah, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, and then like, and then like, I I can't talk too much about the story because it's very. Um, it will just it'll spoil a lot, but it it's it, it goes places that you wouldn't expect it to. Um, you play, you have to do the story of all thirteen characters, and it's a bit like. Um, Pulp Fiction, where the timeline is jumping around all over the place. So you might play from the perspective of one child, char- you know, one kid, and then later on you'll play, you'll play out that same scene, but from from another kid's perspective, and you'll see like how they came to that, came to that scenario, what happened. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it. And then,
1: does it force they- your order, Pete? Does it force you to play out of the thirteen characters? So, do you have to play in a specific? No,
2: so. No, you can you can start with any character you want. What it does is it gates certain points. So, like maybe you might be playing as one character, and then it'll suddenly say, "Right now, you've got to, you can't play this character anymore until you've done either, say, five of the the strategy missions, or you've reached a certain like critical point in this other character story. So then you have to go off and play as that person as well."
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it sounds interesting. I like the. Uh, the concept of the storytelling, the way it can it goes back and forth and you see things from different perspectives.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I like that. I'm just going back to Dragon's Crown, I had that on the Vita, and um, you know, it's a bit like uh, well, it's side scrolling beat em up, isn't it? So, you know, a bit like Guardian Heroes, uh, and, and like you said, the art style of it's lovely. I've just watched a trailer for. Um, the game you've just been talking about and again you can see the distinctive styles and as I say I mention the, the boobies because they were ridiculous weren't they really I mean it was just you know um, it, it's kind of crazy so it's it's good that that's kind of toned down like you said with the, the characters that are in this game uh, although there is still somebody running around in their pants uh, which by the looks of it um, but no it, it's it's an interesting looking game it's definitely um, not it sort of moves away from their, like you said, their, their traditional type of games that they've been exactly, making. yeah,
2: yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely different to, yeah, it's different to the their, their normal style.
0: What about the trophies then? So, how did you find this? Uh, was it an easy platinum, or uh, how long did it take you?
2: So, yeah. So, relatively speaking, this is a fairly easy platinum. Um, the trophies for all the story segments are pretty much just. Complete the story as each character. But like I said, there, there's there's blockers, so it's not like it's, you can't just play as one character till the end and then uh, move on to the next character. You have to jump back and forth and then do some of the the, the combat as well. Um, only two ones you really have to sort of look out for is to uh, you have to get S ranks on each of the missions. Um, but the, I think there's only once I failed to get an S rank. Um, and that was because I was trying to do an optional, you also have to complete optional objectives for each mission uh, and I was trying to do an optional objective where you had to, you could only use four mechs rather than six and so I got, you know, I got a lower ranking because I didn't manage to defend the, the, the terminal. Um, the combat itself is pretty straightforward as long as you're paying attention, it's one of those things of if you didn't do anything then you could get overwhelmed quite quickly but as long as you're paying attention to sort of what the threats are um, and which mechs are best um, for tackling which, which types of enemy um, they're both it's pretty straightforward uh, it took me around 30 hours in total to get the plan mm.
0: would you recommend it?
2: yeah I mean I, if you, I definitely liked it I enjoyed it um, I do like visual novel games I played it in Japanese with English subtitles um, I believe it's fully English the English voice acted as well Though, if, you, if you're not in, inclined to, to do a lot of reading um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, like I said, I will caveat that like it probably won't appeal to you if you don't like visual novels and you don't if you don't like, particularly like anime um, plot plot lines, then it probably wouldn't appeal to you. But otherwise, yeah, I, I give it a recommend, recommendation. Mm,
0: and um, your numbered platinum, well done. Yes, so that's one down. Good job. Yeah,
1: nice. uh, Good
2: job. Uh, next one, I won't spend as much time on because I think we have already talked in the past. But I, I'm. Um, I, I, I am, I will try and do it in rough order but this one happened to, I've, got, I've gone out of order here just because I'd started this one before I decided on the challenge, um, but I've now Platinum Far Cry 6, so that's my F, my F down. Um, we spoke about it before, like Tom, you planned it in the last year, we spoke about some of your, your sort of problems, not problems, but some of the, the bugbears you had with it. Um, one, one, a couple of trophies I just wanted to mention. Um, one uh i wanted to mention the special operations which is actually quite interesting because they're kind of technically optional m- missions that happen outside of the main game where you you get you go to like a completely separate area not on the map um and like um the mission is that you have to get basically like a chemical weapon off um off the bad guys but the sort of the at the start you don't you know roughly where it is, but you have to go and find it. Um, you have to kill a camp leader, get their key, unlock the crate, and then take the chemical weapon. But the the sort of twist in it is that the the chemical weapon will overheat um, if it's ex- if it's exposed uh, both to sunlight and to obviously to to flame effects and things like that. So it's just I just liked that it presented a a, a different challenge of not only com- obviously trying to escape with it in, in in combat, but then this this added pressure of Trying to stick to shaded areas or trying to find a water source to cool it down without it overheating and then blowing up. Um, I just thought that was like a, it was a kind of fun little mechanic.
1: Mm. Um, Did you wear the parkour outfit to make you run faster? Yes,
2: make you run faster. Yes, yes that's yes. definitely. That is a good. That is a good tactic. It definitely helps. Um, the majority of the game, the story. Uh, I played with a friend in co-op. Unfortunately, there is no. No, that's not true. There is you get there's co-op progression in terms of like the level your level and like the resources you find but there's no story progression in co-op which is a little frustrating they do that you didn't realize yeah they do that
0: with the other games don't they i think when we played far cry new dawn together it was only one person that gets the trophies and the progression yeah
2: yeah which is a little frustrating i've i'm i'm not sure what the answer is i gather obviously you don't want it to be where someone just jumps into to someone's other game when they're on the last mission and they complete, they go done, they've completed the game. But I feel like there are better ways of doing it. Yeah. Um, and then the one I wanted to mention, just because this was, I would have genuinely completed this like two or three weeks earlier was there's, um, a final trophy called, Oh no, you don't, uh, where you have to kill three insurgent leaders. Um, and what, what the insurgent leaders are is like every week, after you've completed the game, the, the sort of remaining enemy forces will take over like a portion of the map, and you kind of have to like essentially retake the the area again. Pete, um, I think you're
1: about to say something that's going to be really, really painful, but please continue. But
2: <laughs> I, I I I think you're probably going to hint at the, the, the exploit, but that doesn't, I think they've patched that, but we'll get there. Oh, God. Um, okay, keep going, keep going. Uh, so the trouble is that they only spawn one leader every week so it's kind of a bit of like a, a forced extended play time um and it was a bit, a little bit frustrating just because of like oh well i can't i can't do anything um so i think tom's what tom's hinting at there used to be an exploit where you could kill the kill the leader kill yourself respawn then kill the leader again and, and so on and then you could just do it that way um of course, there was also another way of like, you can just go into the settings and just force your, literally force your clock to be a week later. And, it, and apparently that'll work as well. Um, but I wasn't, I, I did try the kill yourself method, but it didn't, it's been patched out. It oh, work.
1: okay. Fair enough. As long as you tried it, I thought you just didn't know about it. I was like, oh man, I feel terrible. <laughs> um, I would have told you that information straight away.
2: <laughs> so it's just, and it was just a, it's a little frustrating and I didn't appreciate that like it's kinda of like forcing you to play longer than you would have. But then my my note was that I guess it's better than the the stupid ones we had in like in dirt in dirt five where it's like drive this many miles or, or Saints Road four, you know, play for this many hours yeah. when there's nothing to do. Yeah. I guess it is slightly better than that. Um Overall, uh, Far Cry took me seventy hours, which is like quite a while. Wild. But then I just out of curiosity, I looked back at my stats, like what how long the other Far Cry's took. Like Far Cry Four took me seventy six hours, and Far Cry Five only took me sixty hours, relatively. Mm. Um, so, yeah. where does it
0: rank out of those
2: then? Um, where, where would you put this? It's, it's a hard one because in the past, I've criticised Ubisoft for changing things that I don't think make the game better. So I remember I've I've played both Ghost Recon Wildlands and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and I didn't like the changes they made to Breakpoint. Although I could appreciate that if they didn't, it would just end up being exactly the same game. Whereas, ironically, Far Cry, I, they're kind of getting a bit samey for me now. But then, if I, I do you mean, I, but then I'd be probably be criticizing if they had changed things around. Um, the uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna butcher his name Juan Carlos Esp- Esposito. Yeah, it's it's great. Great actor, great, great bad guy. Um, kind, kind of underutilized, Um and the setting is good, but it, it it doesn't help that it's also another tropical island. Like that's a bit unfair, but it's like it, the being a tropical island then just reminded me of Far Cry Three. In that sense, whereas like one of the things I liked about Far Cry Four was that like it had quite a lot of different. Although a bit unrealistic, it had a lot of different biomes. You had like the snowy areas, and you had like the grasslands, and then so on. Yeah. Um, and five. Yeah, again, I I I appreciate what they were trying to do. I didn't like five person. I think yeah, I agree. in terms of ranking, four is still my yeah, four is still my favourite. It'd probably be four six, three five. But yeah, I, I don't know about three because I played like a fairly bad port of it as well. Mm.
0: And so did the story hold up for you then? Uh, although he wasn't used as much as you've liked, did, did it keep you intrigued, interested?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted—I definitely wanted to complete it. There was no point where I was like uh, disconnected. I, I have thoughts about the ending, but I don't want to to say them for spoilers. Um, I don't. It just wasn't. How to put it? It wasn't the payoff I was expecting. If that makes sense. Mm. Um. But yeah, it, it's 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 still interesting. Yeah, it's still good.
0: Cool. Uh, what else have you got then? So that's your, you've got right, you've got your number fi- and your F. What are you you're working on now then?
2: Yes. So then, finally, um, this is probably bad planning on my part, going from one Ubisoft open world straight into another Ubisoft open world. <laughs> um, but my my A game, so to speak, was uh, is Assassin's Creed Origins. Ah. Um, so this is the first of the sort of newer open world ones, the one that's set in Egypt. Um, I did, I wasn't starting fresh. I had played around half of it roughly back in 2018, but I just never finished it. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to, to put it on this list of, I wanted to go back and finish it. Um, I have now completed the main story. I've only got one trophy left, which is again, is quite an infamous one called Old Habits, where it's just like, you have to clear the map. Basically, you just have to do every single question mark, every single sort of activity there is that's marked on the map uh, and it takes a long time um, so like I, I check my stats I'm about 60 hours at the moment and it'll probably take me another 10 hours or so to do all these bits around the side there's still loads even though I've completed the, the, the main story like I said um, so yeah open worlds in Egypt um, there's no obviously it's compatible with PS5 but there's no PS5 specific patch so it runs at Thirty, you know 30 frames per second um so it did feel a bit sluggish after Far Cry 6 like I said it was probably poor planning on my part it didn't help to obviously in Far Cry 6 you've got like it's got better fast travel just just by just by the nature of having cars and helicopters obviously you can travel around the map as well quicker um and then obviously for for games that need you going to really travel by by horse or camel um so everything just fe- everything just feels a little bit more sluggish and a bit more you know harder to get around, but that, it's still perfectly playable. It's still fine. Um, the combat again is it, uh, it's fine. It's very melee focused. At first, at first, I kept my brain keeps telling me, oh, it's like Dark Souls. Like you know, it's got R R one is the light attack and R two is heavy attack, and you can, there's even a parry um, mechanic in it as well. Um, but it's far more dependent on just your level and the level of the enemies than actually any sort of form of skill. Mm. Like, as long as you're higher level, your high level and your weapons are higher level than the enemy's number, basically, you're going to win. It never really felt like a challenge. Um, even at the end, like, because I, I, I gather the level cap at release was f- level 40, but obviously, because since then DLC have come out, um, I'm now like a higher level even like the sort of like end game sort of optional bosses which are like the war elephants uh they're they're set at level 40 and they're like they're annoying in that they'll knock you down and then you just have to sort of like and they'll run off and you have to like chase after them um but again it just wasn't particularly uh taxing it was just a bit it was just a bit of a slog really. yeah what about um, story-wise?
0: Because uh, 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 w- w- I must admit, I you know when Assassin's Creed came out originally it was uh, which I think may have been two thousand and seven, believe it or not. Um, and then you know the, Assassin's Creed Two was amazing. Didn't really play three, and then it kind of you know they became this annual thing, weren't they? You know, and then they after Syndicate, I think they had a year off. Um, and what, what was it? Unity? Did they have a, a year off Unity? And then Syndicate mm, didn't do was- particularly well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think yeah. after the technical Black Flag course, as well yeah. was in there, wasn't it? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, Black it
0: Flag. Is. So, and then this, um, it seems, I mean, the Assassin's Creed games today have changed massively compared to what they were. Um, I must admit, I lost the, with the story, you know, because it's all about the Animus and, you know, sort of things set in, in the future mm. and then things going back to the past. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Um, I, I, have they dropped the Animus stuff? Because to be honest, with that, no, is no. that still there? I found that really boring to be honest with you. So
2: yeah, so that's that's a really good point actually. So for 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 background, I've only I haven't played many Assassin's Creed, I've only actually played one before this. Um one of the reasons I really wanted to play this is this is personal preference, but it's like I actually like studied ancient history back back in secondary school. So like I have an interest in like Greek and Roman and, and like Egyptian history. So that side of it was really interesting, really fascinating. I really liked the um their take on things so like you meet cleopatra and julius caesar and stuff like and, and like obviously it's not you know it's not really this dead it's their their start version of it but I like i just like that and i liked seeing the actual setting and the world is actually really well done and it's very like I, I didn't do like you know you got that you got that discovery history tour stuff they've added I haven't done one of those I was gonna say so it, feels, it feels offensive
0: was that on the PlayStation then on the consoles because I know that they did that on the PC because I've got it on PC and uh, that's basically where you can just go around and learn about you know the, yeah. the history yeah, which is very like, cool I like the look of that
2: oh definitely yeah yeah it's definitely a cool addition and yes it's in the PlayStation one Um Be good could VR so that feels yeah.
0: offensive yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah um, but then. To your point, Chris, um, yes, the Anima stuff isn't it, and I've no idea what's going on because I haven't played the because I haven't played fast ones. Like, there's there's also really random bits where in the game, um, you, you play as Bayak, who's a a medjai. He's essentially like a Egyptian sheriff almost. He like one goes around like helping helping the locals and solving their problems. Um, but there's bits in the game where it's like you go into tombs and you find like these ancient mechanisms what they call it and it, it it creates like an animus thing and then it's got like people talking to you about like what is reality and and it's and it's it just flew over my head like it's it's to do with animus stuff and i was like i don't know what you're going on about mm. um like people reference back to, to desmond and stuff but i've no idea what they're talking about um there are you do come come out of the animus and have to play um there's a another character but again yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, all, all of that is just lost on me. Yeah, that be that no, no interest in.
0: Yeah, that, that, I think that was one of the weaker aspects of it. Although they played it up quite a lot with the original games, uh, but I was just interested to see whether they carried that on because, like I said, the games have changed more into. um I mean, they're always to a certain element open world games, but now they are huge, vast open world games that remind me a lot of The Witcher. Um, you know, The Witcher Three.
2: Yeah, and then this, this was interesting as well because I was. Um... I was playing it at work, and one of my colleagues came by. And I was like, "Oh, what's this game?" I didn't recognize. it. I was like, "Oh, this is Assassin's Creed." And I was playing it, and he goes, "Really?" And he was like, he was actually quite surprised because he he was saying he played Assassin's Creed one, two, and three, but then basically got bored of them because he felt they were all too the samey and hadn't even appreciated how much they changed. He was like, he thought it was it was like a Destiny type game because obviously he felt like the the sort of UI looked very much like when you are know, picking your weapons and levelils and stuff. He thought it looked like a Destiny style game. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so yeah, so you hadn't even, re- even realised that they changed, how much they changed. Have
0: you got any, uh, after playing this, got any interests in the, trying the new ones? Val- was it Valhalla and then what was the one before that? So Odyssey, again, so like Odyssey, said, that's it, yeah.
2: Yeah, so like I said, just just because I've studied so like ancient Greek history, Odyssey does um, hold an interest. Um, I gather it's even bigger than Origins, and Origins already feels big. I mean, I can't fault Origins in terms of like... Value for money, but it's just that it's that sort of open world bloat that kind of like makes you feel like how you know how much is too much. Um, and actually, and, and then on that note, like for whatever reason, even though it's set uh, you know, in a you know an, a version of England, Valhalla um, doesn't really hold much interest for in me. I don't know why i have stopped particularly interested in Vikings. Mm. Um, on, um, I'm still pondering whether I'm going to play Immortals phoenix rising as my eye game i'm debating it because that again more more mythological but again has sort of settings in in ancient greece um but i'm also just conscious of the fact that like i've already got quite a lot of open world games like this on the list and i feel like adding another one might be a bit too much um and i I guess that segues nicely of like i'm even debating now whether i change my challenge because like so like hints of what i'm going to be playing that i really want to do Elden ring but i feel like that's going to take hundred, like possibly hundreds of hours i now they've just released the, the ps5 version of Cyberpunk, and i really want to play that but again that could take hundreds of hours i'm already conscious of the fact that like i'm and, and technically i'm behind in terms of like trying to get them done by the end of the year could you not I'm just extend that, it
1: just don't do it as well, exa- a year and just do it exactly yeah, do that's that's what
2: i'm thinking i don't want to exactly that Tom me i don't want to to um, sort of cripple myself by like then forcing myself to play shorter games just to get to to meet this t- arbitrary time when it's just a challenge i've set myself I, no one's no one's holding me to anything what does it matter so yeah i think i it, i think it will end up being that time i think i'll just i'll just keep at it but it just, might just end up taking more than a year yeah yeah i was gonna yeah, ask that you
0: that w- would you force yourself to play shorter let's say less reputable games like i did last year just to just to <laughs> complete your
2: challenge no i don't i don't No, i don't want to i want to try and be strict to myself and play Games that I want to play. So on that note, there are there definitely are some games coming up that will be much shorter than than these multi-hour open-world epics. But they are on there because I actually want to play them, not just like you said, because not just for the sake of like, oh no, I need to sort of make up time, so I'm going to play it for the sake of
0: it. Yeah. Um, and how have you found this uh, Assassin's Creed? Because um... It was Unity. It was notoriously buggy. There was the that sort of meme of the face with the just the eyes, yes. you know, the missing face and all. that. So, uh, any
2: problems with this? No, it all seems it seems pretty well. Like I said, no, there's no PS5 specific patch, but the, it does seem to benefit from faster loading. Like fast travel is pretty, pretty good. Um, no, no bugs like that. Um, the only thing I can think of was, which is more to do with the mechanics than the than a bug. Say was just that. It, it has that classic Assassin's Creed thing of being quite annoying. Of like, you have a parkour up button, a parkour down button, but sometimes when you want to go sideways, it will just mess up, and you just jump off a massive, you know, jump off a massive titty Devon and you'll be like, oh, "For God's sake, yeah. I just wanted to go sideways," you know.
0: Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so you, you're coming to the end of this. Any, I'd say, any hints on your your B game?
2: Uh, so yeah, B. Uh... B game is like I said, that's actually gonna be one of the shorter ones, but it's just it's the sequel to something I played last year and i really enjoyed. Um yeah, I'll I'll hopefully let you know next Ooh, time. Oh, it's a tease. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Anything else, Pete? No, no no, that's so it. Like I said, like I I think this will take another sort of ten hours or so just to clean up and then that's done. I am like I said, I, I am very excited for Elden Ring coming up tomorrow uh my my fomo probably means that i'll probably start playing that as well <laughs> um so yeah so like so i might again i might jump around i might be doing like b then d and then come back to C, especially especially if c is going to be cyberpunk because it's just like oh god yeah
0: uh which has had its um next gen or current gen whatever you want to say exactly really, yeah yeah no, has anybody read about that i've saw a few high uh headlines that you know Still a few issues, but I don't. uh, What about this current gen PS5 and Xbox Series Xs? Is it is it better? Has it worked? Anybody seen anything?
1: They've been smart haven't they, in delivering it right in between Elden Ring and Horizon and anything else that can distract from it, just slipping back out there. And
2: even it's just. Isn't this a crazy month for releases, isn't it? Because I really wanted to play. I kind of want to play Seafood still. I know Tom, you're going to talk about that in a bit, but it's just like even that. It's like oh god, I can't fit everything into February. So many games. Yeah. Um, to your point, Chris. I from what I've heard, basically the the point is like this is the state it should have launched in, right? So yes, there are still some issues, and they they they, they can hopefully work on those. But this is why it should have been launched. Basically,
0: excellent. Just actually, just before I move on, um, was this a relatively straightforward? platinum um
2: yes uh so, yes origins it's uh it's very like it's very similar to to other ubisoft open worlds it, it's pretty straightforward there are quite a few miscellaneous ones but they're fairly easy to do um one one i wanted to call out was um called overheating which i which i am unconscious is very similar to overheated in Far Cry 6 and now this feels like the trophy names are getting getting copied over um but this was this one like it's it's amusing it's an amusing trophy in that um you're basically tasked with going to the desert and viewing a hallucination where you see bugs raining down from the sky um the trouble is there's about i don't know there's like 20 or so hallucinations so you just basically just have to wait until that one plays out right which is basically a bit random and a bit annoying and it's just like a little bit of a time waste i mean you could get lucky it could be your first one and you're fine but it took me it took me like more time just wandering around the desert sweating <laughs> Cool. Uh,
0: right, I'll go to Tom next. So, uh, what have you been working on? Have you got any platinums this past month or so?
1: I have a platinum uh, Guardians Ooh. of the Galaxy. Woo! Well done. Got it. It um, popped that platinum a couple of days ago. While I went down for a nap, I jumped on there and I got the last trophy. And my wife, Sarah, said to me, Why are you so happy? Uh, because i finally got platinum in 2022 um but yeah i've I've, I've managed to put um put that to bed now that platinum is done just um, before
0: we move on did you um i know we talked about that in a fair bit of detail last show but did it do the thing that i thought it did whereby if you replay a level it gets rid
1: of all of your collectibles or we all of your collectibles still there Oh, my collectibles were still there, so I went I went on to New Game Plus. Which I don't know if it was an option for you to do. It there was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I did New Game Plus. Um all the collectibles I'd found were already there and they didn't even show up if I'd already got them, they didn't show up to pick up again. Okay. Um and I managed to go through I think I got to chapter seven, six or seven, when the trophy for all the collectibles popped and then I just needed the one outfit. That I missed which was in chapter 14 I think or 13 or 14 no, I think it's 14 um, and I used chapter select and I jumped to that chapter and I got it and that was it oh, Platinum cool. Trophy acquired good stuff good stuff um, so yeah and the other uh, well the other two games I'm now an update on Demon Souls so as some of you um, listeners will know or, or may not know um, I do a series once a week called Soulmates with uh, Friends of mine, JT and Will, and we're going for the platinums on the on Souls games that we can play in co-op. And uh, we're currently doing Demon Souls on the PS5, and we're now one trophy away from the platinum. So, um, although we've ha- hit a major
0: hurdle, Ooh, what is it? Because I know uh, Pete's got the platinum on this. So tell us what is it, it you, was you're so working on. So
1: frustrating! I nearly lost my mind, um, and <laughs> I want to apologise to JT and to Will for. For what I have done, but basically, the you have to, to acquire certain items, you have to get the world to so it's, it's um fully bright or fully dark, fully light or fully dark, and to get certain items, you have to get it to fully dark. So, the last boss area is now fully dark, um, and it basically what that does is it scales up all of the enemies to be really brutally hard, um, and essentially, we spent an hour last night on the final boss um, trying to beat him and we got him down to a slither, I mean like a finger, if you take your hand and look at your fingernails, the little finger is how much health, the fingernail is how much health he had left. And he had this ability to just kill me in one hit and um, we couldn't break it. So we need to basically beat the final boss. That will then reset all the worlds to um, neutral and then we need to beat the game again uh, just quickly speed running through it which shouldn't take long to get the last i think we need a couple of spells um... and uh, and then that'll be it then that'll be the platinum so only one trophy so hopefully by the next time we record i'll have demon souls platinum how did um, you
2: how many playthroughs have you done? yeah just gonna ask that four i think we're on f- uh,
1: I think three, three or four um,
2: I imagine, so, yeah. I imagine, like, not to not to rub salt in the wound. I am only doing one and a half. <laughs> wow,
0: <laughs> that's, that's uh, you saying you don't yeah. want to rub salt in the wounds, but that's like you've just chucked him in a he vat does. of salt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it makes me feel. It makes me feel glad they've uh, patched out that insurgency. I'm glad he spent three weeks. On
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, though it's, it's been an incredibly emotional <laughs> roller coaster. How-
2: how how have you found the game how do you rate it compared to something like bloodborne
1: i think bloodborne is still my favorite because i it was a perfect blend of um speed and uh, basically the gameplay just felt great i think like in a few of the in the demon souls games because of your weight limits and stuff you can your character can become um clunky and that kind of stuff uh, sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice was a little bit too fast. I feel like Bloodborne, uh, which is what I really hope. Well, I hope that it feels like that with Elden Ring, but Bloodborne just had this feel to it that I, I can't describe it unless you played it. Um, it was just a perfectly balanced uh, for me the way it played. So Bloodborne's still my my top, and then the demons. This Demon Souls will probably be um, second now. I think in, in in the in terms of the ones that I've played.
0: How did you find the platinum, Pete? Because I know you, like you said, you did it relatively quickly, I guess. But uh, how did you find it?
2: Yeah, so I mean, to be fair, I had I've I've planned in Bloodborne, but I haven't planned in any of the other forms of games. But I had played, all, I had at least played all of them. Um, so I wasn't going to this, like completely, like like not knowing what what to do. Um, I found it, I found it pretty straightforward. I did, like. Uh, I didn't follow a, like a strict guide but I did like have an idea of like so like Tom mentioned in order to get some of the rings and spells you have to like he said you have to get the the some levels to like world tendency of white or black um, and to do that either, yeah you do that by um, defeating bosses and defeating like certain like invaders and stuff like that or by essentially dying a lot. Um, so I had like I did have like advanced knowledge of like okay now I need to do this in this particular point to get to get this item otherwise otherwise you you'll miss it. Um, so I think that definitely helped. Like, funnily enough, the one the one I struggled with was just killing. Like you have to kill invaders and then you have to go in into someone else's game as an invader and that's the one I struggled with. because I'm just awful at PvP.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's the last game on my list of From Software games, so it'll probably be sometime later on this year when I get round to that. Um, but tell us all about Sifu, I'm really intrigued by this game, um, we talked yeah, about same. it briefly last time we spoke, but it hadn't been released at that point so I'm, I'm, I've am I'm read a few reviews uh, saying similarly to the From Software games it's kind of brutal, but um, it's got an interesting mechanic as well, you start off as a younger fighter and the more you lose the older you get, which affects your abilities am I right in saying that? Tell us all about Sifu <laughs>
1: um, First of all it's brilliant it's the it's the same addiction that i got for eternal so it's one of those games where you can jump in literally do an hour max to do a little bit of progress and then it keeps you coming back for more and it keeps you the ability to improve um is what keeps you coming back that feeling of i can definitely do that i can do that a little bit better the next time around or um and so basically, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's split across five levels. Um, and you have to, originally, you have to, to unlock all five levels. You have to go through the level, beat a boss, and then that moves you on to the next one. But then once you've unlocked that area, you can go back um, and try and do it better. Uh, now, the reason you have to do it better is because, like you said, Chris, you age when you die. So you start at age 20, and you have a death counter that goes up every time you die that tallies onto itself so um, I've tried to describe this in the best way so if you're on level 1 age 20 and you die uh, once then it goes to 21 but you're, you've died once so if you die again you then add 2 years to that 21 so you become 23 and then but your death count still stays the same so it like doubles does it oh. well you can drop that that death counter number down if you beat enemies uh, specific enemies or if you find a shrine and you have enough points to clear the death counter so then it resets so then your age will stay the same so your age would stay at 20 say 28 but your death counter would drop to back down to zero and then you would die once then you become 29 right okay yeah Yeah. so you
0: never actually get
1: younger you just don't age as fast yes right perfect way of putting it um but then you can go back and as you get better at the understanding the game and you unlock you unlock moves and abilities to to do with weapons and stuff um then you can go back to the previous levels and try and get better at it so you don't you clear that level at stay age 20 rather than age 23 and so on um but it is br- it is brutal in the sense of, it's a learning curve. It's a huge. The the bosses feel you, you feel like it's difficult to get to a boss, um, and then the, the main one, which I think you would have seen about everyone on the internet talking about, is uh, Sean, the second boss, who you feel like you can get to that point, and then all of a sudden it's just bam, 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 and I I think I got to I got to the second boss age twenty four. And then you die in your seventies. You can't, you can't revive after age seventy. And I think I went from twenty-four to seventy in about five minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was, just, it, was un- it was unbelievable. Um, and to to have that sort of like confidence knocked out of you. But I just, to, just to talk about the comparison with um, you said about demon about like Souls games. I used a technique that I've learned over playing Souls for a long time um and that is uh, to stop and uh, assess so it's not so much about beating the boss it's about figuring out his pattern of movement and when is the right time to strike there, there, there will be an opening um and once i did that and that clicked with the boss uh, you can i can now do that boss without dying um so it's it's a really rewarding game. It's what I'm saying when you, when it clicks and when you when you sort of like have that light bulb moment of oh, I get it, I understand. Um, it's really really rewarding, and it does a really good job as well of opening shortcuts. So each level you go up to doors and things and they'll be locked and you'll you'll get keys. But also that it crosses over. So when you go to world th- uh, to level three, you'll find an item that when you go back to level one will unlock something in level one so it's, it's it's good it's like a good progression system across the board um yeah really really enjoying it uh, and it is difficult uh, i know that they're going to put a patch in to make it a bit easier um but i would definitely say give it a go because it's really when when, when it clicks it is really really fun
0: so what happens when you do get older do you get slower do, uh, what, yeah, what's so the you, what's the effect on your character
1: so as when you get older your health goes down but your damage goes up okay. so you do um, you inflict more damage but you're you can take less and it has a really cool mechanic of like um, a stagger bar so if you've played sekiro uh, at all it's got like a bar and you have it and the enemies have it so it's not just about beating them up it's about breaking them so if you can um if you block or there's a block and a Avoid, it's like a void. So I parry and an avoid system mechanic in it. And if you pull those off, then their um, stagger bar goes up. And if you break that stagger bar, then you can press a button and it does a finishing move on them. Mm. Uh, the one thing I will say is that, it w- that I did um, after about an hour or so is remap the buttons. So you can remap all the buttons. So I uh, um, changed them because I just naturally felt like I needed certain moves where it was a throw or a heavy punch or a heavy kick or a finishing move mapped to certain buttons that weren't the default setting. So yeah I I would recommend having a look at that if you're struggling with it originally, have a little look at moving the buttons around to a combination that you might prefer.
0: So what is the combat like then? Because uh, I've just been watching a video and it looks really fluid. But what kind of uh, buttons do you have? So you mentioned there, do you have light attack, heavy attack, um, block, duck? What, what kind of things have you got?
1: Yes, you have your um, block is L1. But if you hold block and use the left analog stick to flick up and flick down, you either duck or you step over as attacks. Um, and that's like your avoid... Um, and then if you press L1 at the moment and move your movement stick, your right analog stick into the, into the move, you can parry them mm-hmm. as well. And then it's just button combos that you unlock. And there's a, a focus meter that builds up at the bottom. And if you hold that down, you can do it sort of, it doesn't stop time, but it slows it down. And then it gives you a, a move that can't be blocked, that it can attack the enemy but you can pick up weapons there's, there's like bats sort knives swords uh bottles and as you progress when, whenever you die you can use your xp on a move to unlock a skill and if you unlock that skill five times say um it then becomes permanently unlocked so if you play through it you might not know how to catch that so like, for instance catching you can you can catch bottles and knives that are thrown at you but you have you have to unlock that um, and the more you play the more XP you put into that move that then permanently unlocks so any time you go back into a level and someone's throwing a bottle at you, you can catch it and throw it straight back or you can catch and smash them with it it's, it's a really really good game
0: mm. you had any problems with the camera or anything like that? Um, is it...
1: um, it's, there's been a maybe a couple of moments where i've gotten but more so that i've got myself backed into a corner um and when i've done that it's 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 felt more like oh that was stupid of me to do because obviously i can't um i can't see because there's walls around me um but yeah there's only been a couple of times there's a really cool there's some really cool moments where the camera changes so you don't always fight with the same camera angle um you would have seen from the trailers and stuff that they have hall scenes so the camera pulls right out and you get the whole hallway um and you go down a bit like in old, daredevil or the raid old
0: or, boy another one uh, old boy yeah.
1: yeah it's um and that is really cool when you because it's so fluid and when you do your finishes they do them but it's against the walls and it's just, it just looks really, really good. Mm. It looks really good.
0: Mm. Sounds good. Uh, what about trophies wise? Is this one that you're going for a platinum on? Is it
1: relatively easy or straightforward? Or it looks, sounds difficult just actually beating the bosses. Um, so I'm going for the, I'm, I'm going to go for the platinum. Um, I think it's going to take me some time, but the, I mean, the biggest trophy that I got was beating that Sean guy, um, in the second boss. And, um, i did it by figuring out the way i think i mean i won't spoil it for people but there is a way um that you can figure out his attack pattern what i would say is have a look around the room at everything that's in the room take your time stand up against him and figure out his attack pattern and once you figure that out it becomes really simple but that sort of eureka moment for me that was my trophy of the of the month um Getting that, and then once that opened up, then the game sort of the, the whole game opened up for me from that point. But you've got trophies for beating the bosses and sparing the bosses, so you have to go <laughs> just to make it even harder. You have to go and fight them, and you have to stagger them, and then you have to let, let them recover, and then you have to do it again. Um, which has been which has proven interesting. I've only got a couple, I've only got one, sorry, the final boss to spare. Um but the hardest trophy by far is to complete the game under the age of 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, 20, sorry, oh, 25 shit. or younger. So you've only got five lives, basically. Um, and I can get to, I think I've currently got to the third boss on at 24. Uh, is that right? Yeah, third Third boss at twenty. Sorry, the fourth boss at 24. And then the fourth boss is the one that I'm now trying to learn. Because from there I go from twenty four, and then I get to the final boss at like level thirty nine or something like that. Um, so I'm trying to learn the, the fourth boss better, so I get to the final boss without dying or, you know, y- uh, younger younger. Um, so mm. yeah, but yeah, it's brilliant, really, 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 really um, breath of fresh air kind of game to start the year off.
0: Sounds good, mate. Awesome. You you're more intrigued by it now, Pete?
2: Oh, I it's. I'm definitely interested in it. Like I just loved the style of it. Um like I love I love the like we have referenced the movies but I like I love those movies as well. Um I think you've done really well, Tom, to be fair. Like I remember you messaged us on on we've got on our WhatsApp channel and you were saying how much you were struggling with the second boss and it feels like like a day later or something. Oh yeah, I'm at the last boss I'm 24. I was like, "What? Hang on. <laughs> you were struggling you were struggling really badly." But yeah, like you said, um, that's cool. Like did, you know you're saying you can unlock like a lot of well you can unlock some permanent unlocks but it it takes quite a long time have you done a lot of those already or do you say it's more like you say it's more about just learning patterns um
1: i think i've done i've done i've probably done i've unlocked about half but i wouldn't say that i'm trying to i would say that that is just a um that's just something that comes through playing, and you've got the XP there yeah, yeah. To, to, to to use. Um, but yeah, the, the the ones that you really want to unlock are sort of like the environmental stuff, um, whether it's being able to kick furniture or uh, throw, like I said, catching things, because that allows you for a bit of to mix up the gameplay a little bit. You know, buy yourself some time and hmm. th- that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I haven't particularly tried to unlock anything it's just it's just ha- happened that way through XP. sounds good
2: yeah it's funny because you like i know we've talked about the formsoft games but it's one of the things that gets me through those sort of games is when you see crazy videos of people like doing it like completing the game without getting hit once or something stupid oh and it's madness already, like, yeah and there's already like people who can complete all of seafood in like under 20 minutes without dying and it's just like and and not, I'm not saying I'm ever going to get that skill. Though, but it's like if they can do it, then surely it must be like you know feasible to get through with like some concessions.
1: Yeah, I mean there are moments where, I mean I've had it. I, I am convinced I can beat the third boss without losing a life, but it's just it's just having that run where you don't make the stupid mistake, and that's where I feel like I do. That's where I feel like um, uh, it's been me. It's been on me that, that I can't get past that final boss. Uh, sorry, that third boss younger than I think I'm 22. Or, yeah, I think I'm 22 because I just keep making silly mistakes and I know it, but then I've got to go back and start again. And yeah, it, it's that learning process. Mm. No, it does look good.
0: I mean, it's not, it's not a full-price game as well, so it's like 30, £32 pounds or something like that. So, you know, it's one I'll be picking up at some point in the future. Um, cool. You got anything else? Uh,
1: that is it. That's what I've been playing. I'm think, um, I think I might start uh, bet- bet- between now and the time that we record next. Probably going to start Keener next, Bridge of Spirits. I think i'll try and start that and go for the platinum on, on that alongside dipping in and out of seafood to try and get the platinum on that yeah
0: cool i've heard good things about that so i will be interesting mm. to hear about that next time right i'm going to move on to wayne now
3: here we go cool well um i've been playing um the medium um the reason i was playing this is this came out on game pass just over 12 months ago and i put a couple of hours into it but I think something else came out and got my attention and I never went back to it and they announced um, this month it was leaving these 12 months was up so it was leaving Game Pass um, so I, I started to go back to it um, it was um, it, it's an old-school survival horror game where you move through three-dimensional um, levels um, with a fixed camera um, but the um, calling of this game was that it was um, it was able to load because of the new SSDs. Um, it was able to load two worlds in a camera at once. So simultaneously. Simultaneously. So you'd got um, you in the real world at the top of the screen, just like a split screen view and you in this uh, nightmare world in at the bottom of the screen um weirdly that didn't last very long you were quite quickly going uh, that happened a handful of times and then after that you kind of went straight to the night world after that um it was kind of easy to start picking up the achievements uh the trophies for you guys because it is out on uh, on playstation um but I yeah I went back to it after two hours then and I got to one bit and it was literally walk through a world press a button see what you're looking at or it gives you um, it gives you a, a bit of dialogue basically to progress the story and I picked up this phone and I started um, using the left stick to go look around the phone basically and couldn't see anything missed the, the, but- the other button prompt put the phone back down got through the next corridor and it was a boss so got through the boss and then um a little way into the next part of the level there was another phone i was like oh, okay picked up the phone and realized i'd mixed a collectible which they call echoes in the world oh no. um and yeah there is a, there is a calling out to me achievement um which is find all the echoes in a single playthrough um but in this game there's actually fourteen missable achievements out of thirty nine. That's a that's a lot, man. Yeah. Um so I, I believe it's only around a ten hour game, so I guess it gives it a bit more replayability. But um to be honest, it it, it was a sort of game that I, I think is is nice on a on a first playthrough. It's um environments looked really graphically nice and lush. Um, but uh, to be honest, it was probably a sort of game that I, I think I'd put down after one playthrough. It unfortunately I ran out of time. It's now off Game Pass, and I oh, had a no. I had a quick look at the store, and it was thirty odd pound. And I thought, yep, no, I'm not doing that. I think to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, um, it's probably a ten to twenty pound game. Um, and once you're done, you're done.
2: If it was still on Game Pass when you have finished
3: it, yes. Um, i was okay. kind of enjoying the kind of nightmarish story with the like a little scary girl it was and, and I, like the original Resident evil is one of my um, favorite games probably is my favorite game of all time so i do like those sort of games and the story had got me
0: just looking at it it looked a bit like silent hill more than resi kind of more psychological horror so and, and what's the combat like
3: there is none. <laughs> oh. the so point.
0: what? What's, how do you do, bosses? Then what you mentioned as a boss? So how does that work?
3: It was just running through a corridor, kind of back towards the camera, uncharted style. So, so not necessarily
0: a fight the boss, more a run away from the boss.
3: Correct. Yeah, right. you do have you have one power that you can you like absorb light in your arm, and it like has your arm flowing in like um, sparkly power, and then you press a button to kind of push that sparkly pyre out but it's it's sort of just like a stun a pushback, and and then that's it um that's the medium like i said i would recommend it if you can pick it up cheap or if you can play it on a subscription um i've also still been carrying on with halo infinite although i've um i've switched i i went back to the multiplayer quite a bit um I've, I bought the season pass, um, but i got to say my, my oldest boy is now ahead of me in terms of levels. Um, I love the gameplay to gameplay moments of this, um, but the season pass is just a little bit, you know, you can get an extra um, shoulder pad that's a different colour, for example. It's, uh, it's just, there's only so many times you can make uh, a spartan or master chief look a bit different there has been a bit of an event going on that made you look more like a ninja on the levels and um, the event itself was was basically um, slayer with different guns you load in different guns or each each time so it, it was making you learn the uh, weapons but in terms of this multiplayer it probably just needs some more content now um, the maps that are there are absolutely fantastic and some of the best multiplayer maps I've played in years but there's only a handful of them and so it, it is getting a little bit like I said the season pass has not grabbed me so it's just getting a little bit samey at this point I guess I've been playing Consistently since since November when the multiplayer launched, but I think um, a lot of people have moved on to other things, and I'm getting close. I must admit. Um, but on the on the talk of season passes, um, one thing that is still grabbing me, which is really weird, is Fortnite. And uh, I've been playing this since April 2019. Uh, It was season eight. And it was for the Avengers Endgame content, which was just a random event at the time. I remember me and Chris playing that. But what he don't really is I remember him going off at night and me carrying on playing an hour or two just to get these extra little bits to make my character look nice, to make sure I'd got them. Uh, Just because it was Avengers, basically. but I've been buying the season pass now regular from chapter two, season four. Um chapter two went up to season eight and we're now on chapter three, season one. Um so that's five seasons worth. And I've got to level a hundred on not just for my name, but literally for two other kids as well, um in <laughs> in five seasons worth. Um, I say that so because three hundred levels. I've done that, yes. But I obviously they've played majority themselves. However, I remember having to play multiple full weeks towards the end of the season to make sure they got the last character that was level one hundred. So yeah, it's three accounts for five seasons now. Um, it is uh, six hundred and eighty hours in total, which adds up to twenty eight <laughs> days and um and that's close to pete's destiny yeah
4: <laughs>
0: i think you have a problem with, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it is the characters and you know because they're known characters as opposed to Master chief um you know bits of armor or whatever these are known characters like this one spider-man we had to make sure we was level 100. Um, and we've done it with within uh, this three weeks still to go in the season. To be honest, this one is probably our best ever result of doing it early. And I, I haven't really had to play as my kids on this season so much. Um, so yeah, it just just as any season passes, clicked with you guys. I'll go,
0: I'll go with this because I know your kids um, play Fortnite as well, don't they, Pete? But um, are, are we kind of. Uh, we got into Fortnite when it was the marvel stuff um and then we dropped it i think for the one after that and then funnily enough um lucy said you know can we play Fortnite again so we've been playing a bit of Fortnite. i bought the bought the bas- battle pass um a couple of days ago well, and that's, diff- that's interesting how that's changed as well, because you earn stars now, don't you? And you can actually kind of pretty much buy what you want rather than actually working your way through the the levels. Um, so, you know, she can. you still have to ultimately end up buying stuff, you know, uh, to, to unlock certain things, like certain characters or whatever. But it, at least you, you're kind of given a bit of choice with it now. Um, I think that the thing is, like, you know, what you were just saying there about uh, Halo and the battle pass with that. And, you know, the one thing that Fortnite does get right is the content you know, in terms of, like, there's Nathan Drake in there, you know, there's, there's so many crossovers that are all, out. they're constantly almost reinventing the different characters that are in the game, um, which, you know, to their credit, and it's, it's the daft things, isn't it, like the dances, I mean, my kids love all of that, you know, and um, they copy in them and imitate them in real life, and so it's, and it's, it's a fun game. It's an addictive game. I was talking to... You know, we mentioned them earlier on. I was talking to Dits. He plays Fortnite with his wife and his two kids, you know. And it's like a... It kind of is like an almost like a family thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, you do it with your kids. I play it with my kids. I mean, I can... But I can leave them on their own to play it as well. And you know, uh, sometimes they win and most of the time they don't. I mean, like I said, Wayne's kids were coming over here and we played a little bit and they're like... I was saying to... And this is the funny thing is the difference between adults and children. I mean, like, Wayne and I were going, ''Use your shield!'' pick up the health you know the kind of the stuff to keep you safe and they're just don't worry about that nobody uses shields i was like what are you talking about and i was getting really anxious watching them just think use your shield it's right on the floor pick it up
3: i think, uh, I think my five years old response to that was don't worry chris i'm a pro <laughs> it was
0: pretty much <laughs> so and uh, you know so i'm all constant and the thing he's like um you know as I, i'm on the kids you know these are your challenges. They're there in front of you. Um, this is what you need to do to unlock more stars. They don't care about that. They just want to play, you know. So it's in, it's just the differences between the kids looking at it and adults. So, But, yeah, your son plays it, doesn't he, Pete?
2: Yeah, so, so to Wayne's original question, um, I do like the, um, that, in, in, especially in Fortnite, and I know other people copied it as well, but in their Battle Pass that uh, you essentially earn the v bucks to get the next one for free yeah i do really like that so like my son's basically i paid for like one i can't even remember how many seasons ago now but the whole point is like ever since he's never had to um shell out money to get the next one sort of thing and and to, to be fair there's even been some seasons where he hasn't actually hit um level 100 i think the season art like i think you said when well, the season after the marvel one wasn't like it didn't grip him as very much i think don't think he recognized a lot of the sort of characters did lack that appeal for him um. So, that, that's good in a sense. Like, I I how to put it. I like playing with my kids. I play so my son plays it my m- most, but my daughter plays it as well. And it's fun, obviously, having that interaction and playing with your kids. It doesn't change the fact I don't like Fortnite. <laughs> I just don't find it particularly like fun and interesting. Um. I I think I need to do more what you've done, Wayne. Where it's like. We should be doing stuff other than just focusing on on the win so to speak like you can just do you know you don't have to that shouldn't be necessarily your focus all the time you should like maybe do, like i said do some of the quests and go do some other sort of interesting stuff around the, around the map um and then to chris's point it kind of yeah it kind of frustrates me because like if i'm playing my daughter she'll run headlong into battle with no care or, or you know regard for her self-being Whereas if I play with my son, he'll build a tower and just hide in the tower and not help. And I'm like, oh, you need to... I'm getting shot by two people here and you're not helping. Um, so yeah, I, I get frustrated by that. And then I'm trying to think. I, 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 when I was into, when modern, not Warzone, but when Modern Warfare came out and I was playing a lot of the multiplayer for that, I did, I did buy the season for that. And similar thing of like, you earn enough um, credits in that to buy the next one i think i only bought a couple and then i i, I just wasn't wasn't playing that often Um uh, and, then, and then again this is the the problem with with games like that obviously like yes obviously you can still play it but it's not really a live service game obviously people will move on from it as opposed to something like Fortnite, where people are still going to be playing it and your stuff does carry over
3: yeah it's weird um in the call of duty stuff the only time i've been bothered about it was when they did the Ram, you know, extra characters to buy of Rambo and the Die Hard, and, and they did Scream Ghostface last. Really random, I know, but yeah, they've got the Attack on Titan stuff. Is the latest one, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is weird though how you have the different game. Cause I was going to say to Wayne, like, is it if you is it, you say like you had to get it because it was Spider Man and stuff. If it was Spider Man in Halo, which would, would you have, is it the is it the because you're enjoying the game or is it purely because of the stuff
3: you've got to collect like well it's would enjoying you, the game and having something to k- keep playing towards i think yeah and um and to answer your question yeah if spider-man is in halo it would it would probably top fortnite at that point <laughs> yeah that's what i
1: mean you would go you would go with it's interesting you would go with halo for the gameplay but you won't you'll go with fortnite over the gameplay to get the shiny thing yeah but i I I do
3: enjoy the game to be fair it's really random because i don't normally like open world stuff do i but i love doing the quests and ticking off you know seeing that tick and 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 getting that XP, yeah
0: you got anything else wayne
3: no that's it for me cool i will
0: fly through mine then so my i got a platinum um in my first in my from software challenge so i managed to get dark souls uh remastered which uh i really enjoyed going through uh, like i said i followed that guide um square one gaming on youtube if people want to look for it it's it's a you know a walkthrough essentially you can follow it um move for move and it, it, I, I think i said this last time I would have never got the Platinum just by figuring it out on my own in terms of the weapon upgrades and all of the other bits and pieces. Uh, It's, you know, and and knowing what equipment you need to be able to upgrade all of your weapons uh it, it was just invaluable really just following that guy and i'm doing the same with dark souls too but uh it the other thing as well like i said I've, pl- I've played and completed dark souls so actually following this guide i didn't feel like i cheated myself we had a discussion last time about you know following guides with uh to get platinums or whatever but because i've completed it already actually following this guide just gave me a different insight into actually doing it so there's like three or t- well, you play through the game three times. You complete it three t- times, essentially, to get the platinum. Um, so the first one is your full th- playthrough. The second one is, you know, you, you don't have to a lot of it is actually avoiding fights as well, you know, and, and that's the other thing, what I did with, with Dark Souls, is like, almost felt like you, you know, if you come up against an enemy, you're obliged to get into a fight with it, uh, which isn't necessarily always the case, you know, and there's no shame in running away, uh, and not even engaging with some of the lesser enemies, because, you know, what's the point, but, um, that so it's, i think you do need to follow a guide personally i mean obviously the people that have done it without guides but um looking at all of the the trophies in terms of you know the the most the, the, the most rare one obviously is getting the, the platinum on it but then it's acquiring all of the rare weapons um and i know that you've played through um well you both played through dark souls haven't you but pete i know you played through it um a few years ago um were there any things that would you are you tempted to go back uh to dark souls or have you moved on from it
2: i think no no i i am tempted at some point i think i think again naturally just hearing hearing your success on it you know you've noticed that passion for it and i do love i love dark souls as well um and and to your point at the time i didn't consider the pattern just because uh, like how many, how many playthroughs did it take you roughly? Uh,
0: so, it, like I said, it was three. It's it's so it's um, two it's uh, two na- new game pluses. So you complete the game, mm. and then you do another g- new game plus. Then you do another one after that um, because yeah. you have to get two different endings. And I mean, you can you could imagine you, you know you can do the scum save or whatever thing, but uh, but also playing through it again to then it, you're just fighting certain bosses to get the weapons and the uh, things to upgrade your weapons if if you know what i mean so yeah. um it wasn't too bad really i mean i'm probably thinking about be about 30 to 35 hours and that includes some of the dlc as well um maybe a bit more than that actually but uh yeah it's it wasn't too bad because i followed this guide so there was no wasted movements almost it was like hmm. literally you know just knowing exactly where to go and what to do um so uh, you know if i if i've had to try and figure it out for myself you're probably looking at an 80 to 90 hour you <laughs> yeah, know yeah
2: uh, and i think yeah i think at the time that's what put me off knowing that he, he couldn't really do it in one playthrough it would take multiple and then like like you explained On on subsequent playthroughs, you can definitely do it a lot quicker because you you know what bits you have to focus on. You don't have to do everything again. But obviously, I didn't. I don't think I appreciated that at the time. And I was thinking, oh no, I don't want to do this. You know, I enjoyed the game, but I don't want to do it all again. Yeah. And then, and then, or and then maybe have a situation with Tom was like, oh, you missed one ring because you didn't do one thing in particular. Now you've got to do it all again.
0: I rarely do that with games, to be fair, because of time and moving on to something new. So I rarely do new game pluses. It's uh, it's very it's exactly, very yeah. it is very rare for me. But with this, like I said, with it being uh, if you know following a guide, so you kn- you know what you're doing, um, it didn't feel like a chore particularly um but and then the thing is as well he's like following this guide you know he's going around killing some of the npcs so oh, i never did that <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> why, why would you kill uh you know the, the characters that are supposedly there to help you do you know what i mean so it was just mm. it was fun to do it from that point of view so moving on to dark souls 2 i did say to myself actually i'd probably take a little break from uh, a souls game but then actually because i enjoyed Dark Souls so much I just thought I'd jump straight into Dark Souls 2 now again I've played Dark Souls 2 and um, it, at the time I remember playing it and thinking there's something off about this game it doesn't f- it's it's a Souls game it looks it's, you know it's got all of the Souls uh, uh, things that you would associate with Souls games um, but it just felt a little bit off and this was the one that where um, Miyazaki wasn't involved uh, because he was making mm-hmm. Bloodborne and I think you know, we, we had this conversation didn't we that you know it generally feels like um a lot of people regard this as a still a good game but not necessarily in terms of the quality of what the you would expect from a from software type of game like this um and yeah that still rings true if i'm honest i'm still you i'm using still using the same guide um you know so it's and I think the thing that the, the different the main difference for me with Dark Souls one and two was the sense of exploration with the with Dark Souls, you know, was just amazing. Really, when you were in, uh you started off at Firelink Shrine and then you started to explore the world and how it all linked together and how it worked. And it was just, you know, how it, all roads led back to Firelink Shrine, Shrine and it was just incredible explore, exploring that level of depth um and intricate level design. And then you unlocked the fast travel and that's when Dark Souls was still a great game but once you unlocked the the fast travel it almost kind of it lost that element of of exploration. So with Dark Souls Two, you you still have the same bonfires and you can look around different parts of the world and you have like your main hub, which is in there, which you know is quite a nice place to stay and you you know that's where you level up and everything. Um, but you can once you've unlocked a bonfire, you can fast travel to different parts of the world from the start. Which so that's one of the things I think that that maybe it's uh isn't as as satisfying as the first one um the combat is a bit more involved uh you can dual wield weapons now uh which you couldn't necessarily do in the first one although and that's the other thing as well with the with this game and and so i so comparing dark souls 1 to 2 in terms of my playthroughs was more of the the, the, with dark souls it was more of a a magician or you know a, a, a using spells and and fighting at range whereas with this one i'm using a warrior's build so it's like you you're actually getting engaged with some fights but at the same time again the guide recommends actually still keeping them at arm's length so you know investing in a good bow and you know buying like 400 electric arrows or whatever and just kind of like going through it like that um and so it's again it's an interesting way of looking at the game from my point of view um i'm probably i haven't finished it yet uh for my first playthrough but i'm probably about i don't know halfway through it um and in- enjoying it generally i don't the thing is with dark souls two again again comparing it to one i don't necessarily think that the monsters are as uh good and they're just the, the general look of the game i don't know it just doesn't doesn't capture, capture my imagination as much as dark souls did um and, and say so we all know, you know, when we played Bloodborne, you know, which we think we all fell in love with that generally, uh, and it, it regarded that as, you know, just an amazing game. So, you, and I think with Elden Ring coming out, and you, you know, people that, like you said at the start, the reviews for that have just been going through the roof. So, you know, the the quality of the games from. From from software, is just they they are one of the best developers out there. You know what I mean. You know you look at your Naughty Dogs and people like that and other developers. They are the the they are amazing at what they do, aren't they? You know. So yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm enjoying it. I'm going through that. So then after that will be Bloodborne. Uh, So I'm looking forward to playing through that. I've already watched some of the guides on that a little bit. I was just not really gone through it too much. But again, it's interesting looking at how this other, this guy plays through the games. Again, it's more about avoiding fights um and running past some of the random enemies and but actually looking at the boss fights in different ways as to how you do them um you know and again so i I would with all of generally all the souls games i've played it's more a case of just uh brute forcing yourself almost like you know farming areas, you know, the areas that you can manage and then just leveling up and leveling up to a point where you you can take care of those enemies, no problem at all. So that's how I've always generally played them, whereas playing it through like this, it's almost a little bit smarter how you do it. So, um, yeah, um, in terms of trophies on that, that again that much of a muchness really fighting the bo- bosses um learning all the su- uh, different things there's gestures in this one that there's trophies for and inheriting equipment and all that kind of stuff so um yeah um going through that has anybody watched the cuphead show
3: which has just been re- released on netflix oh, no i haven't yet pete no
0: not yet i'm
3: no, no i'm no. about five episodes in i think it's fantastic to be fair yeah really good uh
0: yeah same here so um so this is the thing, right? So my five-year-old, we walk to school, and there is a like, it's not a, a gnome; it's like a, gar- a garden, um, not statue because it's not massive, but what do you call like, it? Ornament, and it is basically a bit like Cuphead. So it's so, so it's like you know, it's a, it's a, a little. Um, person and then you put the flowers or whatever it is the plants in where the cup bit goes and so we always walk past it every morning she goes cuphead cuphead so when we saw the advert for um for the cuphead show and she's never played the game before so we we ended up watching it and it, we, i love it i think it's great it really captures the imagination and the the, the theme of the game the characters it's I, it's brilliant there's like 10 minutes every episode i think there's 12 episodes so we've got two episodes left and and just absolutely loving it but i've played through cuphead before on the xbox and um i've got about 550 achievement points um you know i completed the game. And similar to what you were saying about seafood, Tom, is that it's a game where you learn from your mistakes. Um, it's not a game where it, cheats you it's but it's a game where it will punish you but it, it, at the same time whenever you make a mistake it's your fault or whenever you die it's not because it's the game that's um shafted you it's because you haven't learned how to beat this boss yet um and it's essentially you know um i don't know how many levels there are i can't remember it off the top of my head but you know let's say 20 there's like it's kind of like 20 boss fights um and then there's the run um, and it's the gameplay is superb the look of the game is amazing it's just a it's a beautiful it's a game that will never age because of just the style of it it just looks incredible so i decided after watching the cuphead show to buy it on playstation because it was on sale it's like 11.99 um which is a bargain really i mean it's 16 quid generally anyway but you know for 12 pound it's an amazing game and um it's so i've played through a little bit of it and i've got a couple of trophies already which um, are the standard ones so uh, defeat a boss with an extra special move and then uh, defeat a boss those are the two i've got so far so cuphead (laughs) i don't know whether it's because this i think this came out in 2016 so whether it's i've aged (laughs) since then and i have I'm thinking, oh, God, this game's hard. <laughs> it's, and don't get me wrong, the final boss in the game took me about two and a half to three hours. I think it was like you're kind of like looking at Titanfall 2 sort of margins of error. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, but it's, uh, it's a brilliant game. And looking at this is going to be, I suppose, a bit of a my casual game in between play play yeah in between playing the souls games he's like just having a little go on this because like you said about similar to sifu you know you can play this for you know uh, a few minutes at a time or you can play it for like two hours do you know what i mean it's kind of a pick up and play game um but you, it's a, definitely a game you need to learn the bosses and i mean i'm, I'm already crapping myself a little bit at some of the trophies um in terms of not necessarily want completing the game on expert um but so it, 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 when you start the game there are two there's um not easy, but there's regular and normal. Regular just gives you an extra extra life, that's all. Because um, I think you start off with three, and regular just gives you an extra hit point, that's all. So it doesn't really give you a much, but that can be the difference between living or dying. But I'm just playing it on, on, on normal to start off with, but then it's completely on expert. And then there's one, complete all levels without killing an enemy. That's like the running gun sections. So it's just that will be like literally running through the run and gun sections and just getting to the end of them without killing an enemy um there's ones without taking a hit which is frightening me um you know so there's it's i'm looking forward to doing it but at the same time i'm thinking oh this is going to take a little while but that'll be my little casual game i'll play um when i'm probably ripping my hair out And then just one last thing I want to mention is um, I haven't played it for ages, but uh, we picked up Rocket League the other day and just what a brilliant game that is uh i just l- love playing that it's so easy to get into and just you can i remember i went through a phase of playing rocket league um i'd just disappear i'd say to my wife oh, i'm just going in my room to do something and i come out like <laughs> two hours later and I was like what are you doing i've been playing rocket league <laughs> just you know because it but then it's because i'd say to her I'll, I'll only be a few minutes you know um because you can play a game of rocket league in five minutes can't you really but then it's like oh i just want one more game you know just one more game oh you know it's like that for me so i had a little look at what the trophies were for rocket league and it's not too bad actually have you got the platinum on this one pete
2: yes yes i do yeah it's League. i think it's quite fun platinum it's one of the ones where i kind of got it naturally just by, like you said just by playing the game and just enjoying it and that's not to say it's 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 easy per se. It's not like a you know you just get it, but you you have to do some some things like I can't I can't remember. It's like it's like it's something something. Along the lines of like scoring hat tricks and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. So yeah. I. It's it's certainly doable. It's as long as you like enjoy playing the game yeah
0: know? so like i said i think it'll be one of those where you know in between big games i'll just probably pick up it and play it every now and then and just uh, work my way through it just gradually so um but that's it those are my um my games that i've been playing um nice Sure i'm just conscious of time should we move on um, quickly, have a quick. I, I just want to have a quick chat, very b- briefly, about PSM profiles because I know you introduced me to this, Pete, and I, I think this is fantastic. For anybody who's interested in trophies, definitely sign up to it because some of the things that I um, noticed are that it, you know it gives you stats on on different things like your. Uh, trophies, your first ever trophy, you know, your rarest trophies. Um, it's, it's very cool, you know, you, you, and it also, you know, there's d- different guides for different things. Um, you know, for, for example, my first trophy was 13 years ago, uh, and that was an in Infamous, and that was uh, one where you, you feed the, the you know, the homeless, and you you turn into a good guy or whatever, and then it tells you 500th trophy, and so on and so forth. Your first platinum, which was The Walking Dead, uh, you know, so it's it's a very cool um, way of cataloging all of your trophies. Apparently, my rarest trophy that I've got, which not a lot, many people have got, is from Blood and Truth, which is the platinum, um, which is the VR game. So uh, there you go. But uh, yeah, you, I mean, you so said you introduced me to this, didn't you, Pete?
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely my my go to website for both both for for uh, keeping a track on my trophies and also actually for guides in general. So all the guides are sort of, like, user-submitted. They have, like, forms and, and stuff like that. Um, and it you know, they might, if you play, uh, like, an obscure game, they might not have a guide, but generally most games are covered there and I find them quite useful.
0: Awesome. Cool. So uh, and w- when we've got all of our uh, bios up on the uh, 60MW website, then you'll have links to us. If, you've got one, if we've got one of those accounts, you click on it. It should take it to it, so that's cool. Um Should we do an update for our Fantasy League? Who wants to do this? Go on, Pete. You do it.
2: Yeah, I go on with this. Cool. So, bearing in mind that we've got a couple of games that have just come out, like I said, and we're waiting for for the scores to filter through. So Wayne's waiting for a score for, like we said, Destiny 2 and the Witch Queen. Chris, Chris is... It's salivating, <laughs> the older ring score coming uh, in fact, through. I
0: feel like a bit of a scumbag, uh, considering you had this for like a year.
4: The,
2: <laughs> yes, yes, I'm not at all bitter that I, I held on to that for what, a year. Was this page. the but, first pick of this year, basically? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, yeah. So we we picked in reverse order of standings from last year. So Wayne Wayne being the the, the current reigning king, he got to pick last, <laughs> and Chris chris as he he was last last year got to pick first and yes his first pick was Elden ring and seeing there with a nice nice lovely 96 waiting for those points to come in um but as it is can you hear that that's right me now, rubbing my hands together it's it's, it's, <laughs> drop, it's
3: dropping boys it's dropping
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's dropped from 97 to 96 it's still, it's, it's shite it's obviously rubbish um for standings as they are right now, uh, the, the winner is our king. It's it's Wayne with thirty four points. Um, uh, but followed closely by Chris at thirty two, uh, and then and then also quite close behind Tom twenty eight, and then languishing in last place with a horrible sixteen is myself. Um, I've managed to cripple myself with something which I thought was going to be a fairly safe bet. I didn't think it was going to do fantastic numbers, but I thought it was going to be a, a comfortable sort of high seventies game. Um, was the uh, the Life is Strange remastered collection? Um, I think Wayne correctly lambasted me, saying you should, you know, have have I not learned from the GTA trilogy last year? You don't pick <laughs> remasters of of older beloved games. But that was almost entirely my reasoning for picking it. I was like, oh, everyone likes Life is Strange, and the remaster one will make it better. So therefore, it's a safe pick. Nope. Apparently it's quite I I haven't played the but apparently it's quite buggy. People have issues with the the, the so called remastered um graphics, which some people argue is actually makes it look worse. Um yeah. And so I've actually got a negative point for that. It's
0: interesting because I I played Life is Strange, I haven't played two, but the thing is those games don't necessarily have like high-end graphics to already be remastered they're quite distinctive almost like a bit of a not cell shady but they are they are quite pastel kind of looking aren't they there's the, the, which you know like they don't i mean they've only been out for a couple of years or a few years haven't they but they, they don't necessarily need to be remastered to increase in, Improve the graphics because the graphics have got their own style if that makes sense I don't know I think they're
3: trying to up the resolution and the frame rate suffering oh, okay.
0: but the thing is I yeah, mean it was yeah, a yeah. relatively slow paced game anyway you know it wasn't like um, you know uh, anyway it's strange it's thinking, strange it, no. anyway yeah
3: it's all
2: about the 60 exactly, frames
0: exactly oh yeah it's gotta be 60 frames nowadays
2: isn't it so. but again exactly to that point it kind of feels like you couldn't really get a remaster wrong but they did so it's, that's my fault um, and then, like just in the score, so like yes, Wayne is currently leading, but it's worth pointing out he has the most games released of all of us. He's got f- four, well five released, and like I said, waiting for the score on one of them. Uh, whereas Chris has only got uh, three released, and Tom's only got two released, and I've only had two released as well. Uh, Tom, I think Tom had the best. Although Chris, obviously, again had has got a great score. Of Elden Ring I think Tom had a pretty good um February as well, having he having picked Horizon with a, a, a Metacritic, well, an Open Critic score of eighty-eight and Seafood with an Open Critic score of eighty.
1: Yeah, it was a solid solid month, and I um I think I've picked, I've added, I took a bit of a gamble. I've added Ghostwire, Tokyo, and um, Atomic Heart this month as well.
3: I think I, what I was surprised with was on the day Horizon came out. um Chris stole in there with Total Uh War Warhammer three and it virtually well, basically it's sitting on the same points as Horizon with eighty eight, eighteen scored. I told you last
0: time if it's good enough for Henry Cavill, it's good enough for- <laughs> for me because uh, and that's the only reason i picked this game because i have no real interest in any in this series whatsoever but i saw something or read something that henry cavill was saying this is his game of the year this is the game he was looking forward to out of everything
3: yeah because henry cavill actually went into games workshop in nottingham the other week and just literally walked in there off spec I don't know it's yeah. so there you go Superman's a bit of a
0: geek
2: um, and uh, yeah he had a, he had a tour of the Warhammer like official like head office in there or something the other day as well yeah he
0: builds his own PCs as well apparently you see it, there's videos yeah, of him yeah. doing that and uh, Dave's actually met Henry Cavill when he made a Hellraiser film many years ago there is a story on the website about that so uh, this was before he was a big star so uh, apparently Dave beat him at pool so he's not very good at pool but there you go he, he likes his Warhammer <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the points coming through at the uh, they haven't come through yet for Elden Ring, but they they will do soon, and um, yeah, so uh, but looking ahead, so we've got Grand Turismo 7, which you've got Pete, and Triangle Strategy. I know nothing about Triangle Strategy. what What's that about?
2: So it's 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 funny that we were talking about the Nintendo Directs earlier, like, um. Trying to if you wonder, I'm interested. in. It wasn't announced in that directly. I think I think it's just a, a sort of confirm final sort of release trailer. Um, there, was it's, demo, it's very, there was a second demo. There was a second demo. Right. Okay. Cool. And then it's very reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics. If anyone's ever played that, it's like a isometric tactics game where, or all some of the Fire Emblem games as well, where you're moving characters around a grid. But it's it's. Um, Got very nice, like like I think they, like HD pixel star art style. I don't I don't know what else to call it. Um, yeah, it just looks really nice, and I just like the look of it. And I I I think people still like hold, like people who like those sort of tactics style of um RPG still kind of hold Final Fantasy Tactics as like the benchmark. And I just feel like this could actually be be hopefully to be wondered to to better it
0: cool uh i've taken a uh, punt on the assassin's creed valhalla dlc dawn of ragnarok um i hope for, i'm hoping it'll be solid solid points you know maybe sevens or eights we'll see uh tunic
3: what's that wayne tunic is um is a game pass title coming out that plays like an original legend of zelda title with a small fox and it's uh i played the demo it's really good
0: awesome uh and then sort of towards the end of the month um, stranger of paradise final fantasy origin no nothing about it i just thought i was looking for a game it so you look final fantasy i thought oh, that should be decent so i'll go with that so you've got elden ring but you've took some
3: risks i like it i like
0: <laughs> it <laughs> i can afford to um and then i've got kirby and the forgotten land which again nintendo should be solid um Tom, you've gone with um, Borderlands spin-off, Tiny Tina's, Wonderlands.
1: Yeah, I saw um, a preview of it, and uh, the person that was doing the preview was raving about it, so I thought I'd throw that in as a bit of a gamble.
0: I was on in an R over that, I must admit, but then I thought Borderlands games are generally quite buggy, aren't they? So I, I kind of I glossed over it for that reason. But um, yeah, and then Ghostwire Tokyo, that's... an unknown, I, I generally don't know which way that's going to go um, so yeah, it be interesting to see what happens with that, and then Weird West, what's that about?
3: Uh, it's a um, like isometric cowboy game, but to be honest, the only reason I picked it is I had good things on kind of funny so.
1: yeah, but I, I'm glad you got that uh, Wayne, because I would have put that in I think
0: but uh, yeah we've pretty much um, so in terms of our games, like we mentioned before um, Pete, you've picked all of your games uh, so far. You filled uh, all of your slots, and so has Wayne. Now he went with Gotham Knights. Uh,
3: Beat Tom to it. Yeah, you
0: bugger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but I, I've got uh, a slot. So, uh, uh, because a bit of controversy, I don't know if Wayne's going to complain about this. Um, but um, what was that? What was the other game? The other it uh, was Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad hasn't officially been. Um, delayed. delayed, but rumoured to be delayed. <laughs> but, um, and because he'd, I, I think it was Tom that picked this as a counter pick, sneaky was, yeah. sod, uh, because I, th- when this came through, I think it was like, you know, cause I was doing something else, but when I saw it on WhatsApp, I was like, crap, I need to drop it quick. Drop it, drop it, drop it. But at the same time, I think Tom literally within minutes beat me to it. <laughs> um, so it meant that he would have been locked in. I'd have got no points for it. But then, I think what was the controversy around this Pete how did I, I managed to drop it uh, what happened
2: is, yeah this is this is a bit of um, sort of technical detail essentially the obviously there's a guy in charge who marks all the, the games as like what's coming out and he has to like sort of um, sort of code them into the database so to speak and what he'd done is that when these, when these rumors come out even though there were, there were rumors that they hadn't actually been confirmed there were enough of them that he actually officially marked the game as will not release which means that on paper, Tom wouldn't be able to pick it and Chris should be able to drop it for free. So he wouldn't, um, you can, the current rules we have for our league is that you can drop one game that even if it will release um, for the whole year, and that's it. Um, But then what happened was that, uh, although this guy had done that, at the very last minute, um, before he sort of like updates everyone's leagues, he decided to change it to like just a rumored, like, um a rumored were not released essentially but what that means is that chris is chris had already put in an, um, a request to drop it so he went through but it went through as your one for the year and i felt that was unfair because he literally did it before processing all your all the bids and there was no way that you could have changed it it wasn't like you had a warning saying like oh this will now go through your free one so i i i've reinstated your um one one for the year, and Wayne, King Wayne, is not having favoritism.
3: It's favoritism. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well, yes,
3: yeah. Um, but the 50 um, quid Chris said, um, certainly, certainly I'm just not sure if it was me having won last year, I wouldn't have got it back. But never mind.
0: <laughs> no, I well, we shall see. It, it might not make any difference. Uh, you know, there's still there's still a long way to go. There is, there's there is, there is, go. and we'll see with the counter picks and stuff like that how they to be figure. Fair,
3: which queen's going to score as much as Elden Wing, I'm I'm certain.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, so Wayne is waiting on that to be scored at the moment, so uh, we will see. Um, and there you go. Um, right. Has anybody else got anything they want to say? We have had a bit of feedback as well, which is nice. Should we? Should we have a?
1: Oh yeah, have we had some feedback. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, just before we do that, are there any any games you're looking forward to this coming month in March? Anything we've mentioned a few already, but is there anything that you're actually looking to pick up in March? Uh,
1: possibly Ghostwire Tokyo, depending on how keener how get on with Keener. Um, but obviously, we've still got Elden Ring, Horizon um and seafood to finish as well. Yeah,
0: I think it's a bit of a crazy month isn't it? So it's going to bleed over into into March, isn't it? Um w- what about you, Pete?
2: Yeah, I mentioned it already, but definitely Elden Ring. I was I was excited even before the reviews came in and then that's made me even more excited and I can't wait.
3: Yeah uh what about you anything you want just for? tunic for me i'm really excited for it to be honest uh,
0: oh, yeah. interesting okay cool um awesome right so yeah we did have a little bit of feedback should we read this out um tom do you want to read this out in your lovely husky voice go for it this is from Sharmsky. he sent me a direct message uh which was
1: nice of him so um do you want to read it out yeah so from from at sharmski um hi chris just listening to your trophy hunting podcast I too have become a trophy, and then he puts a word that we're not going to say on here, so we're going to say uh, sex worker, which <laughs> is an afterlife reference. Um, I've become a trophy sex worker in the last two years especially. To prove this, I have a Hannah Montana Plat and Mayo 1 and 2. My PSN is Shamsky, if you want any help any time. 91 Platts at the moment. Uh, but have my eyes firmly set on the 100. Excellent.
0: So that's good. That's some nice feedback. Somebody who's interested in the same things that we are. So uh, yeah.
2: good stuff. Yeah, good work. Good work. And let us know when you get to the hundred as well. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Yes. Uh, although shame, shame on the Hannah Montana. Um, but there you go. At least you haven't got Mr. Massagi on your list. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> bad.
1: Um,
2: hey, my my name is Mary. Freeze comes out soon. So.
0: Is it? Is it really? yeah
1: oh yeah. my god uh why we are they making Pete's, we know what Pete's m is gonna be <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: why are they making these games it's because it, it's for idiots like me i guess so
2: yeah people like us buy it
0: really um and then we did have some feedback because we asked on twitter if anybody had got any other uh any um stories or or comments about what they've been playing and dave uh he sent us a message saying he completed last stop on Xbox a pleasant narrative driven experience that was good for dipping in and out of I had a few achievements left on to finish the story so use chapter select to make some different decisions and hundred percent it um I want two hundred percent dying light two next um so yeah good luck with that one
2: but but will it take him five hundred hours
0: well yeah good point actually um
1: so yeah um I think that's it, isn't it? Is there anything else? Uh no, I think that I think that's it. Just thank you. Massive thank you to everyone that listened to episode one and to this episode. Um and yeah, thanks again to you guys. It's been it's been another awesome
0: Awesome evening. Yeah, I know I said in the first episode, I didn't say it this time around, but we, I did say, we'll try and keep it to two hours, but we failed again. <laughs> but that's just because, well, you know, been enjoying chatting, so I'm not going to cut people off and, and whatever. And I think, well, you know... But you don't have to listen to the whole thing in two hours. If you've got other things to do, then just listen to it as and when you can. And um, so...
2: It's fine. Just just set your podcast play back to 1.2 speed which we'll just rattle through. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, but no, if you go to 60mw.co.uk, uh, Dave has been tinkering with the website and now there is a drop-down box and it just says video games. Um, and if you click on that, then you will find all of the video game podcasts, uh, including the Trophy Achievers shows, uh, with all the the show notes and all of the links to everybody's twitter uh and also in the future our psn all the stuff for tom for his streaming stuff if you click on those links it'll take you to it all the games we've been chatting about the fantasy critics league that's all on there so make sure you um go to the website and also if you go to at 60mw podcast on twitter then that will take you to i'll keep you updated with everything that's going on um with the website and everything else um i'm at dastardly jabby on twitter um pete where are you uh,
2: i'm at tatson at it's the t-a-t underscore s-u-n underscore
1: uh tom i am at tom marrett that's m-t-o-m-m-a-r-e-t-t A- and i'm at jet set diddy
0: cool well there you go um like i said we will see you next month and um we'll um we'll do it all over again it's been really fun guys so thank you very much it's good chatting to you and and like i said last time you kind of forget that you're recording a podcast really even though i'm talking to a microphone i'm just talking to you guys about games and stuff like that so yeah and thanks to everybody that listens and contributes to the show and shares it with people so i think we had quite a few retweets when the show came the, the latest show came out on twitter so um that's nice so thanks to everybody who does that Um, and I'll speak to you guys well I'll speak to you guys tomorrow probably but I'll speak to you probably next month see you later Bye -bye. bye bye bye
4: bye